This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Very serious. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City for the 100th time. Woo! 100! He blew the goddamn speakers out. My name is Christopher Flannery. I'm joined, as always, by Joseph Anthony Noe. Hi, everybody. Happy 100! Yes, a milestone episode. We also got Matt sitting in here. He's going to take some titles down. He'll chime in when necessary. How you doing, bud? Thanks for having me on to the number 100. I feel so honored. Uh, Of course, yes. This is a big day for everybody. Uh, Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Like we said, a milestone episode. The 100th episode. What are we talking about today? I wanted to ask you something off the top. Yeah, sure. I was thinking about getting my eyebrows done. I don't even know what you mean. You know, like go to a place where they pluck out the eyebrows, you know, make okay. it look nice. I mean, I think you have lovely eyebrows, but sure, go do what you want. That's okay. Okay. I, I, I was hoping you were going to give me something more than that, but all right. Well, what, what did you want? I this is insane that you're starting the show like that. We could have gotten <laughs> to this in a little while. Well, what, what more did you want from me? I don't know. I mean, I think your eyebrows look fine. I don't know. Oh, I was fishing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> uh, God smiled on us this week, Joey. I got to say. Donald Trump leaked audio that that essentially ended his campaign. Nice. We got the Hillary Clinton emails that we're going to get into some of the excerpts from her Goldman Sachs speeches and whatnot. Ooh, speeches. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk off the top of the show about veterans and their access to medical marijuana being curtailed by our Congress. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg made some comments about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Nice. And we also, like I mentioned last week, we have that. It's really a horrible video of um, Michael Sabby, who was died in a privately run prison, which we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, it's not, you know, it's not light material, but it's definitely something I want to talk about because yeah. it kind of factors into a lot of this talk we've had about private prisons and even these detention centers and whatever, which is a part of the immigration issue that we're talking about. Yes. So it's something to get into. Then got that extended 2016 update like i mentioned we're gonna break down numbers 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 yeah we got 538 numbers we got the emails we have the the trump audio plus full second presidential debate coverage this is gonna be a packed episode i'm excited about it that was a strange debate yes uh it was surreal in a lot of ways but we'll get into that a little bit later when we listen to it but yeah it was a you watch it and you go I don't even, I believe it, but I don't even believe that this is the situation that we're in. It was 40 minutes explaining locker room talk, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get into that with a clip. Absolutely. I also want to say this. Yes. Usually we'll get a little snack before the show. Joey will run down, maybe get a little, you know, gyro platter, whatever. He'll get me fries. Today, oh, what a treat. We had a pizza pie delivered to us from our good friend, Dan. Thank you, Danny. We love you, buddy. He sent us a, a pizza to congratulate us on our 100th episode. We ate that before the show. So we're feeling good. We're ready to feeling do this great. thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Danny. That was very sweet of you. We love you. That was great. All right. Joe, you got anything to say to the Samsonites before we get started? We do we do appreciate, you know, all the support we've gotten. 100 episodes. The show keeps getting bigger. And, you know, we get comments from people and emails and, and tweets and Snapchats and all that stuff. Uh, so we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this. this I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to stick to it. You ready? 
The next hundred will even be better. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they probably will be. I, I kind of agree with you. You want to get this hundred, this first hundred off on the right note here? Yes. On Wednesday, Joey, Congress passed the Veterans Affairs Spending Package as part of a continuing resolution to fund the government without the Veterans Equal Access Amendment, which was stripped out in June and never renegotiated. This amendment would have nullified Department of Veterans Affairs standards that uh, previous doc... Uh, Excuse me. Oh, that prevents doctors from recommending medical marijuana as a treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder, pain, and other mm-hmm. you know ailments that that troops suffer. Uh, currently, vets must get a recommendation outside of the VA system and then pay pay out of pocket. Ugh. Uh, this is it, it's th- this one really bothers me because we know for sure that medical marijuana does help with post-traumatic stress disorder it certainly helps with pain we've seen it over and over again the va doesn't support it because treatment uh because of a lack of studies so far and the american legion does support this the the problem with the lack of studies is that the government just now started allowing studies to be done on it yeah that's interesting there's a lack of them because you made it illegal to do it right and this is the the bullshit the reason why this bothers me is because you know we're going to be in a situation, whoever becomes president next, we're going to be at war somewhere. We're going to have troops somewhere, even though Hillary Clinton says that's not going to happen. I don't believe that's the case. Uh, and even if it's the case about Syria or, or some of these other conflicts that we might be getting involved in, you know that something else will come up and we will have troops somewhere. So mm-hmm. that's my belief. And Trump, God knows, you know, we, we'd have troops on the ground. The key is... If we're going to put them into harm's way, when they come back, you have to give them all the benefits of, you know, the service that they put towards, you know, for the country and you have to help them. If marijuana helps, which we know it does, there's, there might not be official government studies done, but there's, you know, story after story after story of people that come out and say their personal testimonial about, yeah, this is something that actually helps me. And we're not allowing that to happen. Why, why not? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You got all these veterans coming back with PTSD injuries. It's a it's a horrific situation. You put them on pills, which are addictive. They sometimes can't get more of those pills, then they become addicted to like opiates, heroin, different stuff like that. Veterans are killing themselves. What do we have to lose in the absence of official government studies of just going, you know what? Just for the vets, okay. We'll let them use it for now. If it helps, great. They could be the study. Wouldn't that be the smart way to go about it? Yes, this? it would be. Yeah, not the case. Well, but the important thing is progress has been made in 25 states, states, medical marijuana is legal. So we're making progress. Yeah, but we're making, po- but that's, yeah, but yes, we are making progress. I don't want to say that we're not making progress, but the problem is these people need help now. So progress has to happen a lot faster. And maybe for this, like I'm saying, for this particular group of people who we pay lip service to, we get pissed off at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling for the, the anthem and blah, blah, blah. Maybe we just do something in the immediate for them and then continue to study it for the general population or whatever. And you figure it out. But, but let's, let's see what happens because certainly less troops will be killing themselves if they're getting to smoke medical marijuana, I have to assume that the numbers will go down if you allow them to treat themselves with a natural, uh, non-harmful, soothing, relaxing, healing plant 
as opposed to giving them all these medications and these different cocktails and things that, that don't work. And then they turn to alcohol and, you know, it's, it's, it's madness to me. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, you, you, uh, you said that you wanted to use them as a test group, but you look at that, polit- that just to be play devil's advocate here. If you look at that politically, you're saying, oh, use the uh, veterans as a guinea pig. That would look, that would be disastrous politically. Well, no, I mean, yeah, if you put it that way, but the problem, but, but that's it, how it would come across. Like that's how it comes across. No, it's say, a, we're going to use them as a test group. No, because you could, you could have thousands of soldiers get up next to you and go, Thank you. This is what we want. We know we're already smoking weed. Like that's the oh yeah. That's the that's this like pretend idea where as long as the government doesn't sanction it, nobody's gonna be sp- like. What are you that's crazy? Not true. They're gonna go get weed if they want to smoke it and it helps. So there's plenty of people. We already know it's not harmful. We already know because we have states where it's legal. And and even more where, it's, where medical medical is legal. It's like, it's Absolutely just, like, right. I, I'm on your side. So it's like yeah. No, no, like I understand. Politically is. Yeah, no. Interesting. But that's but that's the case until you frame it in the right way, and then you go, "Oh, okay, that's how we would do it." Yep. Oh, <laughs> wait to put a, put a button on it, Joe. You got you got anything else to say? Nah, about that's it? good. But like you can be like you can be the president who like Obama has smoked weed, but you can't be the president who, the, being the guy who comes out and says I'm going to support this. You instantly lose support with your older generations, Republicans. It just becomes until they die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, because there's no death panels, it's not going to happen that, That's true. that quickly. Yeah, what happened? Oh, okay, President Obama. <laughs> Shut up, Sarah Palin. <laughs> yeah, the, right. Well, yeah, where, where are the death panels? That's an interesting question you brought up there, Joey. I, I, apparently, that was, uh, what do you got? A misnomer? Was I that guess? a falsehood? <laughs> falsehood. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, so th- we keep our eye on this, but this is, again, this is just silly. We, we There's plenty of evidence that marijuana is. Clearly, marijuana is less harmful than alcohol. I mean, it's obvious. It's less harmful than tobacco. We we know it. Mm-hmm. I know people. That's I don't know why I'm acting like I've never smoked weed. I just, I'm alive. Okay, it doesn't care. It's less harmful. If you take 15, 20 shots, you could die. Yes, alcohol you could smoke. Fi- you know what? You're never even gonna get to that fifteen joint. You're just gonna pass. You're just gonna fall asleep. Yeah, you're gonna well, get tired. That's it. It's not gonna kill you. I like uh, I saw a study a while back that was uh, looking at the LD50, the lethal dose for 50% of the population for weed, uh, based on mice. I think in order to uh, in order to actually kill someone, you need to smoke 15 pounds in 15 minutes. Yeah, I think it's even more than that. I mean, I, well, it, I, I, it, I like I think at that point it becomes lack of oxygen deprivation. It, it is. That's else. exactly what it is, right? It's like you could you you have to smoke a, like a ton of weed, literally a ton. And right, <laughs> it wouldn't be the weed that was killing you. It would be the the smoke inhalation. I, I just really love the imagery of like them just killing mice by filling it. Just hot boxing. mice to death. I, I, I'm sorry, but what wouldn't Peter step in and go? What are you doing to these mice? Well, I'm sure they've tried. I mean, you're just taking this to a different level. Completely. Okay. But okay. Yeah, so I, I feel sure bad they, for the mice. I do too. Yeah. You know, they're getting high, but they're dying. We don't need to do this. Right. Just go sit by Snoop Dogg for a, a week and be like, yeah, weed apparently is fine. He, he's a lot. Willie Nelson's a lot. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody's totally cool. All right. Anyway, but we're just getting off on a tangent here. But point being, the veterans, again, a group of people that were constantly being pretend irreverential towards. We're not tr- we're not doing everything we can to help them when we know for sure that this is something that would help and the the you know American Legion is for you know there's a lot of they need it and so we should this is something that should have been done but again a failure on Congress's part but wait until it's time to vote for mil- you know military spending in terms of weaponry or whatever I, I was gonna get passed guarantee that shit's gonna pass 
All right, moving on. On Monday, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the 83-year-old Bill Clinton-appointed Supreme Court justice, made some comments about Colin Kaepernick's anthem protest in an interview with uh, with Katie Couric. Incidentally, it is the 60th day since Colin Kaepernick began his anthem protest. He will start at quarterback on Sunday at Buffalo at 1 p.m. That's a big game. It is, and I'm officially a 49ers fan. Uh, all right, do you, let's watch this video because I, I, number one, I don't necessarily think that Supreme Court justices should be out there too much weighing in on current events. Mm-hmm. You know, they have plenty of opportunity when a case comes to them to to write their dissent or write their, you know, opinion about a case. And, you know, we, we know what their view is based on how they're going to determine a case. So yes. that, that's as much as we need, basically. Now, it's okay to come out once in a while and, and and make some comments, but this to me I found irritating. We'll listen to it, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe tone deaf, but maybe a little a tinge of racism. Ooh, play it, play it. This is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg talking to Katie Couric the other day about uh, Colin Kaepernick. He died and on the on the police side. Justice Ginsburg, how do you feel about San Francisco 49ers player Colin Kaepernick and other NFL players who have basically refused to stand for the national anthem? What do I think? I think it's really dumb of them. Would I arrest them for doing it? No. Well, nobody asked you if you'd arrest, first of all, nobody asked you if you'd arrest them for doing it. That's true. Right, like, why Why would she automatically jump to that? Like, it's stupid, but, like, okay. I, mean, I feel like there are cops who have, like, taken issue. Like, they, they want, cops want to jump in, taking offense. Like, they, they want to boycott working at the games and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, go ahead. Boycott working at the games. That's fine. I think it's dumb and disrespectful. It, uh, the same, I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I said, I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for it doing it i would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such a such an act but it's it's dangerous to arrest people for 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 conduct that is not uh, doesn't jeopardize the health or well-being of other people Right, right. But mm-hmm. again, nobody's asking her, would you arrest them for doing that? First of all, it's for, they're allowed to do it by the First Amendment. So there's, no, there's not even a question about what, you know, whether this is something that you should be arrested for. But oh, okay. But she keeps going. But go, Jay. I, I just, yeah, why are you going to arrest them? Yeah, what are you even talking about? Okay, she continues. It's a symbol they're engaged in. But when it comes to these football players... You may find their actions offensive. Yes. But what you're saying is it's within their rights to exercise those actions. Yeah, if they want to be stupid, there's no law that should be preventive. If they want to be arrogant, there's no law that prevents them from... Arrogant is the word that I don't like there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's being arrogant? How, how are they being arrogant? You're being arrogant right now by going, if they want to be stupid, oh, really, they're stupid? 
Did, Why does, are they stupid? Did, does Katie ask her what she means by the word no, arrogant? Oh, what no. is this fucking, you know. What, what, what kind of reporting is this? It's not the Mandatory Sam's podcast, i tell you that. Because I would be like, with all due respect, miss. Can no. you define what you mean yeah. by arrogant? Well, yeah, How I don't is like, he arrogant? Right, how is this arrogant to... He's trying to bring attention to something that's happening in this country, which is a great point. 100%, yes. I, I do not except an opposing view on this. I really don't. I don't even understand how you could watch what's happening in the country, and especially what we're about to talk about after this story. How you can see all that happening, the uh, the preponderance of evidence that we have, that there is clearly a problem between police and the you know minority communities, African-American, you know, Hispanic, whatever, but how you could see it all happening and then see what Kaepernick's doing and be like, well, he doesn't support the troops and he's stupid. Uh, no, he's clearly making a point. Okay, let, let her let her just wrap up here, and then I because I have a, a Kaepernick quote, which I feel like that's something that's been missing in this whole argument too. You don't hear a ton from Colin Kaepernick. We talk about him a lot. We talk about how the, you know his protest is damaging and this and that. But how often do you hear what Colin Kaepernick actually has to say about it since he started doing it? I think it's better that way. It's a larger statement because if you talk too much about it, you're going to bring attention to the wrong cause. hundred percent. So he's doing a service by limiting what he's, you know, being vocal about. Yes. No, I, I agree. I'm not saying he should be out there more, but I'm just saying I think that gets lost in the shuffle. And it's interesting when you do get to hear his, you know, kind of point of view about it in the midst of all this stuff. So let's finish the clip and then we'll hear from Colin Kaepernick. That what, what I would do is... Uh, strongly take issue with the point of view that they are they are expressing when they do that. You decide and I'll... Oh, okay, now just restart. Uh, all right, yeah, I don't like that she calls it... Ar- I mean, arrogant is not the right word, I don't think, and saying it's stupid. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a... To me, if you're a Supreme Court justice, you're going to make a statement on something that is currently happening that's obviously a bit of a hot-button issue just characterizing it as stupid and being kind of dismissive about it, I think is shows a level of how out of touch you are. Meanwhile, early in the interview, this is somebody that's, that's been close friends with justice Scalia and, mm-hmm. you know, who's a gar, who was a garbage person, you know, just a terrible person. I don't know. It just, I think it just shows a sort of out of touch, uh, nature about, about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, by the way, I guess because of Saturday night live, or I don't even know where it started. This whole notorious RBG thing started where she sort of become this character, uh, you know, that people, whatever. It's like, this, like, old, you know, it's like, Oh, she's a badass like old lady on the court. But it's like, no, she's a person that is one of, uh, you know, a handful of people that are going to determine the outcome of, of culture and society and laws for generations let's look at her as an actual person. And when she does stuff like this, it, it comes into high, you know, stark contrast to, you know, this cartoonish image, I think that's been put out there. All right. Question for you. Yeah. You had earlier mentioned that you felt that there was a hinge of racism. Tinge. Tinge. Yeah. Can you further elaborate on that? Well, again, I think the arrogant thing, I think saying arrogant is almost like saying uppity. It's it's like, you know what I mean? It's, and I'm not necessarily saying that she's a, a, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, but I think that the choice of the word arrogant is interesting when he, whether you like how he's doing it or not, what he's doing is he's shining a spotlight on the fact, the fact that the, you know, his community is, clearly targeted 
disproportionately by police violence than other races mm-hmm. and other communities. So when you have that, when you have a black guy who does have things to lose a by lot. doing this, when you have him stand up and I think cogently articulate what the problem is, when you have somebody who is in a position of power, a white woman in a position of power, look at him and say what he's doing and what these other football players are doing is arrogant. Uh, to me that, that, that does have a little bit of a, you know, a racial connotation to it, whether it's subconscious or not. But I think that's part of the, and you know, he gets into it in his quote, but I think that's part of what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, that things need to change and that there is the systemic racism. Yeah. When you have arguably one of the most powerful people in the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, certainly in this country calling them arrogant, that's that is a a a sign of look at this person in a position of privilege looking down on the on this whole group of people that are being hmm. taken advantage of you know what i mean so it just yeah. kind of puts it in that context i want to read the uh the colin kaepernick quote okay this is colin kaepernick and it's disappointing to hear a supreme court justice call a protest against injustices and oppression stupid dumb in reference to players doing that I was reading an article and it refers to white critique of black protests and how they try to delegitimize it by calling it idiotic, dumb, stupid, things of that nature, so they can sidestep the real issue. As I was reading that, I saw more and more truth how this has been approached by people in power and white people in power in particular. At the end of the day, the flag is just a piece of cloth. Isn't that amazing? We, we just said that last week. Uh, and I'm not going to value a piece of cloth over people's lives. That's just not something I can do. It's not something I feel morally right doing. And my character won't allow me to do that. Now, hard to argue with. And right, it puts it back into her comments back into context where she's offended by stepping yeah. on a flag and burning a flag. And she thinks it's stupid. Well, it is just a symbol. Do you think it's less stupid or more stupid than cops killing people that are unarmed in America at, a, at an alarming rate. So do, do you think that the way that she answered the question, maybe she's going to have to further explain herself or you think she's just going to try to keep quiet and serve on the bench and that's it? Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, it, you don't really get, like I was saying, you don't hear from them too often anyway. Yeah. So it's in, you know, you parse their words a little bit more when you do hear from them. Um, and you know, as long as her decisions aren't, that's the thing. I mean, I don't want it to seem like we have this closet racist, excuse me, on the bench. Um, you know, and as long as their decisions aren't going the wrong way or seem like they have some kind of bias attached to them, then, you know, it's not that big a deal. But I, I do think that it, if anything, just kind of illuminates his point about the fact that like white people in power sometimes throw around words like stupid, idiotic, and, and that kind of proves the point of what the protest is about to begin with, where there is this issue, but the society at large or the dominant group, the white, you know, uh, you know, majority or the moneyed majority, the powerful majority, they are not in touch with the reality of what it is for a minority group. And that is why he's protesting to begin with, you know? Yeah. Well, so like, yeah, what, what I see as being like, what bothers me most about Get a little this, closer to the microphone. There. What bothers me most about this actually is that, uh, it is like Ginsburg is, uh, going against like the judicial decorum, she is coming out and saying things that just she doesn't need to say. Like she did have, did something similar back in the summer, like talking about Trump. Yes, it's like that yes. just seemed really out of character for her. And right. I, I understand she's sort of saying something along the lines of like, 
I disagree with what you say, but I'll defend you, uh, defend to the death your right to say it. Right. Like, that I, that I can get along with. You don't have to agree with someone's opinion. Well, she could have made that point stronger, but I think she did make that point. Um, but, but then the the arrogant comment does sort of seem like, seem like one of those words, like, oh, it's like the thugs. Or like, yes, that, that's absolutely. That's where yes. I see the rate. Like, that word I do take an issue with, but... Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, here's the other thing. I, I think you can, if you're a legal scholar, you're somebody that's been able to be on the Supreme Court and you obviously understand constitutional law and all this stuff, um, you could, you could, in my mind, be a terrible racist, like a racist person. No, I'm not saying she is, but you could be a terrible person, but also understand the law and decipher it correctly. You know what I mean? So even despite how you might personally feel about certain things, I still think you can... Um, you know, uphold the standards of the office that you you hold. Uh, it's less likely, I think, if you have these particular biases or whatever. But you know, I think you could look. At, it's a. It's sort of at a certain point when you're determining these cases. It is black and white to you as a person. You know what I mean? You can say, "Oh, well, this is how I interpret the law," and it has nothing to do with how I feel about it. That's just how I see the law. You know. So, well, well I mean, you took like you said, made a comment about Antonin Scalia earlier. Like, yeah. I, I disagree with everything the man said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I still think he was one of the most brilliant legal minds that's ever sat on the bench. That's what people say, but there's, I, I there's don't know. There's him and Ginsburg were like best friends. Like well, that. they grew up together, yeah. But they, well, well, of course, right. And look, I didn't agree with a ton of what even Scalia's decisions were, but you know, it, it is what it is. Although, yeah, hey, I don't know. Whatever. We don't have to go down that road. But um, okay, Joe, you got any final thoughts on this? See, for me. I, I find it difficult to have somebody who has a great legal mind such as that and stale hold of prejudice because it, it like to me. Well, we're not, I'm not, we're just, we're, yeah, we're I, just I bringing, I mean, let's just be clear. We're not alleging, you know, we're not mm. saying that she has a prejudice, but no, I gotcha. Yeah. No, but go, go ahead. No, it's just that it, see, to me, I find it difficult because if you're supposed to treat everyone equally or try to interpret the law, the law doesn't know the color of your skin. No. Well, right, but that has nothing to do with it. And she doesn't have to treat everybody equally. The law does. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? So as long as she's interpreting that law to apply to everybody, you know, that's not really her her problem at a certain point. But, yeah, at a, the people that are supposedly enforcing the law, law enforcement, the police, um, they're not a, a, applying it equally. They're having much trouble with yeah, that. Yeah, and for her to not acknowledge that at all. And again, like Kaepernick said, she's sidestepping the real issue. The, mm. She's... The conversation has been about the protest, not about what he's been protesting, and that's been a huge problem here. And that's that's a that's a fucking problem with our culture in general and the media and whatever. It's never about the thing; it's about how somebody reacted to it or whatever. But it's like, no, 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 no. All these people are getting killed. Yeah, but he, but I mean, before the the Patriots game, he didn't stand for the. Okay, I mean, you're missing the point. But he hates the Trumps. Yeah, but people are getting m- murdered unarmed in the street yeah but i mean okay all right what will russia think of us <laughs> you know what i mean that's what it becomes about and it just you know it spirals out of control but all right let's get into this video joey and matt uh michael savvy now i don't know how much people have heard about this it's a video i saw i guess a couple of weeks ago or whatever last week and like i mentioned it is it is easily one of the most disturbing videos i've seen so far and I think it ties into this, although it's not exactly what, you know, Colin Kaepernick is is protesting or what the conversation has been about. But I think it does speak to a level of, you know, when when you interactions between minority communities, black people and 
law enforcement. I think it speaks to that. I think it also talks about private prisons as well, which we can get into in a minute. So on the morning of July 22nd, 2015. Now, then again, this, this happened a year. So this is July, 2015. The Mm -hmm. video just got released. 35 year old father of four, Michael Sabby was found dead in his jail cell at privately run for profit by state jail in uh, Texarkana, Texas. It's run by LaSalle Correction since 2013, which also runs the uh, Bowie County Correctional Center. Jail revenue is one of the largest portions of Bowie County's budget. Hmm. Uh, And a job listing for a position at Bowie County Correctional Center pays $10 an hour and requires, quote, zero experience as a correctional officer. Okay. So these are the people that are there dealing with people that have been arrested and have to go to jail. Yes. Uh, his death was deemed natural because of heart disease and obesity. Okay. And he is, he's a very overweight guy. Obviously he could have some heart problems, but that, okay. So that's how it goes into the record book. Mm -hmm. Natural causes. We're going to watch the video. It's a five minute video. You tell me if what happened to the guy is natural or not. Meanwhile, all employees were cleared of wrongdoing. Okay. Oh, all of them. Yes. This is a real. This one's. This one is really bad. Since Sandra Bland died in July thirteenth, uh, two thousand fifteen, at least eight hundred and ten people have died in jail. Okay, since then they're doing a very shitty job. Well, okay. Uh, let me just see if I want to read any of these quotes. No, let's just go through the video and then we'll read the quotes. So this is Michael Sabby. Um, this is an inter- an altercation. Essentially, he was at court they come back from court and now this is him saying that he's having a problem he can't breathe he's having a hard time breathing and that's where the video picks up all right so let me let me just load this up actually here all right so now i'll describe it now here's the thing now joey and matt are not seeing the video i'm seeing the video and the reason i want to do it this way is because you guys listening are not seeing the video either so in case there's something that's unclear i want these guys to be able to be your you know, voice here, ask questions about it. I'll explain it. And you know, if I'm not explaining it well, obviously they'll have some questions. So now the video says Sabby had trouble breathing shortly after he arrived at the bi-state jail 48 hours earlier. Uh, and now you see him, uh, this music's a little, okay. They didn't have to do this, but he's bending over like, you know, when you get winded, you kind of put yeah. your hands on your knee and a, and a cop comes over. There's no audio for this part, but then the police begin filming with their own camera and there is audio. So you'll, you'll hear the whole thing go down. He's bent over and the cop is like, what are you, you know, asking him, what are you doing? And Sabby obviously is telling him, I can't breathe. He stands up and he's like, dude, I can't breathe. Now Michael Sabby starts to walk away from the officer. He's not being aggressive, but he's like, I can't breathe. And he starts like walking away from the cop. The cop follows him and now the cop has grabbed him. And now the cop is fucking yanking him by the shirt, spinning him around. And this, this guy is overweight. He's not an athletic build. He's, He's a guy that that is not going to be able to, like, do much here once somebody grabs him. You know, he's uh, unbalanced. And he's not not well. So now he's swinging him around, swinging him around, grabbing him by the shirt. I mean, this is outlandish. Slamming up against the wall, throws him to the ground. Okay? Now another officer runs over, starts pinning him down. The guy's, Michael Sabby's pants are falling off. All right. Okay? He's just got slammed into the wall. He's saying, I can't breathe. 
Now other officers are coming on top. They're they're piling on top of this guy who did not, I promise you, I'm watching this video, did not do anything aggressive at all. All the cop had to do was go, you can't, you're having a hard time breathing? Yeah. Okay, let's go to the, the nurse. Yes. That's literally all that had to happen. All right, four or five cops are now on top of him. And in a second, the, the other video is going to kick in. This music's a little... Okay. Um, all right. Sabby died in jail just a little more than a week after Sandra Bland, but video of the evidence, events leading up to his death just surfaced. Okay, so now they just go, recording yet? And the other one goes, yeah, it's recording. So now this is actual audio. So, so even before we start, yeah, the officers know there was an issue because they want to make sure the... I don't know what the deal is. I think they have to probably do this if there's some kind of altercation just so they okay. can... So they can be cleared of all wrongdoing, yes, yes. which they were. There are five cops on top of this guy. Meanwhile, they're trying to handcuff him. This guy, if I'm guessing, Michael Sabby weighs easily 400 pounds. He's going to have a hard time... Getting his hands behind getting his, his back. hands behind his back. Meanwhile, they're kneeling over his head. They're kneeling on his legs. There's two people to his side. There's another one on the other side. Like he's surrounded. He's not doing anything. They're screaming at him. You'll see to get his hand. And he's like, "I'm d- trying to do that." Okay. If you don't get your hands behind your back, if you don't put your hands behind your back, you'll be gassed. Chemical agents will be administered. They're going to pepper spray him, and they do pepper spray him. Meanwhile, you've already heard him how many times go, I can't breathe. breathe. And you can hear he can't breathe. Dude, they don't give a shit. There is a pile of fucking private prison pieces of shit standing on top of this guy. They are piling they on this. No, they and that's what really bothers me about this video. It is a complete lack of humanity. It's not seeing the forest for the trees. It's just there's a prisoner. He's resisting. Like he's a guy who can't. You know he can't breathe. He's telling you he can't. You can see he can't. You can hear that he can't. And the fat piece of shit cop is about to pull. You know, correctional officer is about to pepper spray him. You're gonna hear it. They pepper spread him. He's so overweight, this guy. He's not going to be able to get his hands behind him. What he's not threat resistant. is he that you had to pepper spray him? Zero threat. Zero. He's ready on the ground. Your knee's on his neck. Yeah. Who's this sound like? Eric Garner? Sounds similar? Yeah. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. They don't care. Now they got... So now they pepper sprayed him, which is this going to help the guy breathe? No, I'm pretty sure it won't. Okay. Now they're walking him into, I guess, the nurse's office or whatever here. You're resisting. How is he resisting? He's going, I'm not, I'm not. I can't breathe. I have pneumonia. Okay. He's standing there, shirt pulled up, pants down, like being treated just like an like an animal, essentially. This is a man literally pleading for his life right now, and he loses that 
that plea. They do not honor his request. All right, so in this video that you're watching, yeah. is there a nurse? Well, yeah, they're about to go to the nurse's office. Okay. Yes. I'll provide more context after we watch the video. Okay. Because there's more to this that we'll talk oh, about. Oh, there always is. Yeah. You can hear him. You can hear the guy going, yes. he can't breathe. He's not breathing. Yeah, you stay right there on him because he's probably going to get up and kick the shit out of the eight of you that are standing around him. Hey, you mother, sir. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Uh, uh, sir. I'm back on with you. I can't breathe. Please, water. Please. sweating I he mean, can't even breathe no he can't breathe you can hear it and he's sitting in like what is essentially anybody that's gone to schools has gone to the nurse's office like that's what it, that's this room that he's in it's not like a fucking hospital he's sitting in like a nurse's office he shouldn't be sitting actually if anything his arm should be above his head to open the lungs i, I don't because I if don't he can't breathe but he has he can't he can't breathe laying down which he says later so sitting i guess is the best but okay okay <sighs> Please, please, please. He wants water. <sighs> Meanwhile, all these correctional officers around him, they're out of shape, fat. They're not going to be able to, like, they're not trained to even handle this situation at all, obviously. But this is the situation the guy's in. This is who he has to depend on. Now they got him walking. Okay, so now the nurse, the video doesn't show the nurse doing anything. He's just sitting in the nurse's whatever. I, I don't know what they did. Maybe they gave him some water. Now they're walking him down the hallway. And they're walking at a pretty good pace, which is clearly why he was having a hard time breathing to begin with after he left the court. He, you know, he was walking a lot. He couldn't breathe. Do we know his name? The nurse. You know, oh, stop it. Stop. I'm at the point where he's not breathing. So you get the nurse, and if the nurse doesn't do a job, which apparently she has not done, you get a goddamn doctor. Yeah, you get him to the hospital. They're, yes. That's the obvious only solution here. Unless you think he's bullshitting or whatever, but clearly the guy is sick. Because even if he's lying down and there's fluid in his lungs, that's one of the worst things you could well, do. Well, his hands are behind his back now, so it's like, I don't think that's helping anything, right? All right, let's take him to the shower. They're going to throw him in the shower. How is that going to help? Well, they want him to get oh, the Oh, that might help. Okay, him. that's yeah. true. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, okay. But meanwhile, he's handcuffed. Now they just put him in the shower. Okay. If you don't comply with a with a with an order, chemical agent will be applied again. He's telling what the, the fuck mic- is he? What do they want him to do? He can't stand up. He's collapsing in the shower. So if he can't stop, oh, so if he can't stand up, they're gonna hit him because he's pepper not complying. Yeah, he's not complying. And he goes, "I'm sorry," but he's trying to stand up. But meanwhile, what he do you physically do? can't do it. Yes. Sorry, you get 
He just collapsed now. The offender is perfectly uh, sit down. The offender is perfectly sit down. He's sit down. He's on the floor. He's sit down. He's on the floor. He's on his side. I mean, he collapsed. He collapsed. This is like, this is like why I don't even know what this is like. This is watching somebody tortured to death. Essentially. This is what this is. This is horrific. I mean, I'm explaining it enough that you, you get what's happening here. Yes. Yes. At this time, we'll walk the offender to his room into his cell. Okay. Now they're just dragging him up by his shirt. His hands are behind him. I mean, it's, it's a complete disaster what they're doing to this guy. He's soaking wet. This entire time, he hasn't even took a deep breath. No, he can't. He can't. And, you know, you know what this situation lacks? A leader. This is a group of all followers. Complete dummies that just nobody in that group could go, hey, I know we're trying to follow the protocol here. and Maybe this isn't specifically the protocol. But let's call someone who's educated in this. I feel like this guy is really doing badly here we well, need to do honestly something. even if he's faking it it's the world's greatest performance get somebody in there to take a look at the guy sure throw more time on his jail sentence sure right right worst case scenario well uh, if, if it was a uh, non-for-profit prison would they have a doctor on staff would uh, i don't know but right but yes it costs money to have people staffed somebody else See, because uh, because here's the other thing the nurse isn't there so the only person who would be somewhat knowledgeable is not even in the other room because they took him out of the room i can't say definitively the nurse wasn't there she's not in the video but it cut maybe so who knows well they haven't said anything about the nurse no they haven't and she hasn't said a goddamn thing if she is in that room correct which by the way is you know she's not a doctor but i'm assuming she has to stand by the hippocratic vote oath as well that's somebody in pain who can't breathe yeah do no harm but you know yes of course but apparently that didn't happen in this case no wrongdoing though he died of natural causes this guy that's the other thing yeah, like, his I don't heart gave to, up yeah i don't mean to make light of it but it's like yeah it's natural because nobody shot him in the fucking head but you basically tortured him until he couldn't survive anymore Now they're talking, they're filming through the glass, you know, whatever the plexiglass of the Mm -hmm. cell. And you're watching this guy not be able to pick himself up off the floor. He can't breathe. He's again, out of shape. He might have some physical issues to begin with. He's soaking wet. He's disoriented. So there's a whole, but he can't the entire time they're talking. Mm -hmm. He is trying to get off the floor and he cannot do it. Offender Michael Savvy <clears throat> and Jay Pod. What exactly happened again? He refused to go to the pod, walk back towards Jay Hawk, go through and shut the door and restart the Okay. The offender was being escorted back to this pod by Officer Brown through Jay Hallway door. He refused to go. He tried to He tried to say I can't he refused breathe. To go. I need a second. I can't breathe. I'd be like, okay, buddy, you need him. All right. Go back to Jay Hall. Brown shut the door, and, they, and uh, offender Savvy started uh, engaging in uh, aggressiveness towards Officer Brown. They started wrestling down. They got him. Nonsense. There was what zero aggressive. aggressiveness. Well, uh, they didn't start wrestling down. Officer Brown 
approached Michael Savvy, grabbed him by the shirt, and threw him he down. Spun him around, yanked him, and sh- tossed him to the floor. And then his idiot goon cronies jumped on top of him. And that's where we are today. It's not fucking aggressiveness. That's absurd. That you, is absurd. You can't even be aggressive if you can't breathe. Well, even if he tried to take a swing, he didn't. He didn't do anything. In the, uh, triangle. He He's still trying to get up. Can't get up. That's what shitty it. assessment Michael, Michael Savvy was found dead in his da- jail cell like several hours later that morning. That was it. That's that's what happened to that guy. But this protest is idiotic. It's stupid. Yeah. Hey, Matt, can you do me a favor when I'm getting poignant? Can you blow your nose off mic, please? No, just get my, Just step step away. It's all right. Uh, no, you know what I mean? It's like... I, I don't have any words. It's just... That's a terrible one to watch. See, see it's so g- obvious. I'm sorry, Joe. It's so obvious that's not how this should have gone down. Like, any logical, rational thinking person... No matter what situation you're in, you can see this guy who's clearly physically not in any... He's not going to be able to do anything to you. He's telling you he doesn't feel well. He can't breathe. You All you have to do is just for one second go... Use your comments and go, oh, okay, we should let him take a breath here. Then we'll take him back to the cell. It's okay. He's not being combative. And now he's dead. So you said there was more to the story. So please uh, please let me know what we'll, what that was. So... From the article that I was reading about mm-hmm. this, where I found the video, this is uh, just a couple of paragraphs. It kind of explains the context a little better. At about 3.30 in the morning on July 20th, less than 12 hours after his arrest, Sabby told jail staff he was having difficulty breathing and could not breathe while lying down. A nurse treated him for a low level of oxygen in his blood and advised him to sit up if he had trouble breathing. The next day, July 21st at 10.30 a.m., Sabby was found on the floor of his cell and taken to the nurse's station. He said once again that he couldn't breathe and he believed he had pneumonia. But but a nurse cleared him to go back to his cell, which frustrated Savvy. So y'all ain't going to do any, ain't going to help, he asked, according to police records. He began walking back to his cell, but fell on the floor on his way back and required assistance. The nurse, Tiffany Venable, said she had seen no signs or symptoms of pneumonia during the morning appointment. She told an investigator she completed a medical form for the visit, but she believes she placed it in the wrong file because, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? You can't find it. Sabby had a court appearance that afternoon, during which he pleaded not guilty and had his bond set at $2,500, which, on top of that, $2,500, an amount of money, not a giant amount of money, but he doesn't have the money. His family doesn't have the money to get him out. So this guy couldn't get out of jail, $2,500. A court bailiff, now listen to this, said he observed Sabby, quote, sweating very heavily and coughing. The judge also saw that Sabby was having trouble breathing and suggested Sabby might have asthma or bronchitis. Sabby uh, said in court that he had been spitting up blood and needed to go to the hospital. Uh, Then they leave the court, they come back, and that's what happens. It's just everybody not caring enough. Yep. Oh, well, I mean, it's not my problem. Whatever, it's just a guy in jail, you know, it's like, whatever, it's just a guy. So how much of this do you think somebody getting paid $10 an hour and have no experience comes into play? I mean, go to Walmart and have a problem and see how quickly that problem gets solved. But people aren't dying because of Walmart. Well, my point being, though, yeah. you can you can experience the level of, eh, 
<laughs> by going to any place where people are paid $10 an hour and have an issue that you want them to solve and see how many times out of 10 that issue will be solved, you know, courteously or fairly or whatever. You know what I mean? Not not to be disparaging of people that, you know, that's well, the job they work in. But you understand what I'm saying? It's like if, you, if you're not getting paid a ton of money, it's very difficult to get people to actually care. Regard- For these people, that's their job. So it's like, well, this guy's being a problem today. I don't get paid enough to deal with this problem. Well, it's only that if, if they're only paying ten dollars an hour, they're not the uh, prison. Obviously, isn't going to invest to train them. Like they're not, they don't want no, to spend money. No, on them. of course the not. The goal is to spend, I, save as much money as possible. They're not the, putting in the training that would save this guy's the life. The biggest part of the budget. I mean, like this is a guy who was never convicted of a crime. Well, at least wasn't convicted of this crime. Right. And dead because he's put into a for-profit t- prison system. Absolutely. That is like. He's, he was never even convicted. Innocent until proven guilty, but you get put in a situation where you die. Yes. Joey? My, I don't have any more words. It's it's despicable. It is despicable. Eric J. Height, who's the savvy family attorney, says, if you just looked at the cause of death, you would think that Michael died of some sort of hypertensive heart condition, and that may be true. But if we didn't have a video, we'd never know that he'd been begging for help due to his shortness of breath and inability to breathe. We never knew uh, that he said, I can't breathe 19 times in the nine minutes that we hear in that video. Right. Because if we don't have the video, this is just a guy that died in jail of a heart issue. So I'm sitting here just thinking, um, that That's nurse. That's good. I'm proud of you. Well, what was her name? Uh, Venable. Tiffany Venable or something like that. Tiffany, right? Tiffany? Tiffany Venable. Yeah. Tiffany. All right. Um, I don't think Tiffany should be uh, should be a nurse anymore because she obviously uh, doesn't understand the uh, the seriousness of somebody's medical file. Yeah, especially well, when yeah, you misplaced yeah. it. The br- yeah, I mean, she obviously could have done more. But if you did misplace it, you can find it. I bet you they still haven't even found the goddamn no, they file. Didn't anything. I mean, this is a year ago. Again, this is a case closed. The the reason why I'm bringing it up is because the case is closed, and this video comes out, and you go, well. How many other situations are happening in these privately run systems where they can chalk it up to, uh, you know, well, yeah, he, had a ba- he has a bad foot, but, you know, he got nightsticked 80 times in the kneecap or something like that. You know what I mean? There's more to the story than, well, he just died of natural causes. Maybe he did because you technically didn't kill him, but you de- you certainly exacerbated the situation to the point where this guy couldn't recover. You know what I mean? How, how many times does this happen? How often does this happen? And nobody's held accountable at all. Yet, we're going to pretend like, eh, it's a few bad apples that do things. No, it's a systemic problem. All right. So you're in a room, and somebody says they can't breathe. Yeah. They say it 10 times. 19 times. 19 times. 19 times. (laughs) Right. 19 times. Yep. Yeah, they think he's bullshitting. They can hear him not breathing. Right. And you pepper spray him. Yeah. Then you throw him in the shower. He can't even get up. You still don't go back to the nurse. No, you threaten to pepper spray him oh, again. You, oh, you're going to pepper not, spray him again. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, because it's clearly... And then he's found out on the floor. Yeah, because he's not listening, Joey. That's the problem. It's not... He's not Oh, he's sick. not being compliant. Right. Oh. Right. So I, th- I think we should keep hitting him, pepper spraying him. Let's throw him around more because that's obviously what the problem is. He's just being... He's really arrogant, right? He's really defiant, this one. He's being idiotic and stupid. Uh, all right. That's a terrible video, but I wanted to talk about it. No justice done there, but that's another one. That's a terrible one. And this dying in prison thing is insane. 800 plus since last July. Mm. 
All right, you ready to uh, move on to a 2016 update before we start doing the uh, the notes for the debate? Yep. All right. 538.com, Joey. Hillary Rodham Clinton has an 86.9% chance of winning the presidential election, while Donald Trump is at 13.1%. <laughs> if the election was held today, 90.9% chance that Hillary Clinton would come out the victor. Trump has a 9.1% chance. I'll take those odds anytime. In Ohio... 73% chance that Hillary wins it. Pennsylvania, 91% chance that she wins it. Florida, 78. Michigan, 95. Mm. Uh, and there's a, currently a 25% chance of a Hillary Clinton landslide. That is what we're looking at right now. Now, landslide means what? Like she wins by like 100 electoral votes or something? And like it's just ridiculous? Uh, yeah. M- uh, Matt, why don't you look? Actually, go to 538. Go to look at the uh, the the election you know predictions right now and see what the... Uh- I'm looking. I already have the page open. Oh, what, look at this guy! <laughs> nice. All right. So to answer Joey's question, what what are we looking at? If there is some, what is the current uh, electoral gap right now? Like, what is Nate Silver predict predicting or projecting Hillary Clinton to get versus what Donald Trump would get? Uh, so, sorry. Uh, right now it's looking like it would be uh, three forty six to one ninety about. So that's a landslide. Yeah, that's <laughs> a landslide. That's, okay. Yes. If if the election were today. Right, but let's assume it's going to be something like that. You know what I mean? That's going to, that's a landslide. That's a brutal defeat. Uh, so any thoughts about I mean, obviously, we know why the polls look like this, and we're going to get into it in a little bit. We're actually going to start with the Hillary Clinton information before we get to the Trump audio, because I think it's fun. Um, any problem with that? Nope. Let's do some emails. On Friday, WikiLeaks released emails of Clinton campaign chair John Podesta, which contained excerpts of Hillary Rodham Clinton's paid Goldman Sachs speeches now i have i was excited that this came out we it's a it's a little too late we needed it sooner i how is it too late well because it doesn't help bernie at all like this this during the primary listen nothing was gonna help bernie to begin with all right well i got these these excerpts i'm gonna read a couple of them okay because i go through them there's no smoking gun there there's nothing that hillary says in these where i go well that's disqualifying it's all stuff that you kind of assume that she believed to begin with. And I actually like the way she says it in private more than I like the way she says it in public, which is frustrating. And one of the reasons that I find her particularly frustrating and probably a lot of other people do as well. Hillary Clinton talking to a Goldman Sachs, uh, black rock, you know, whatever group in uh, February, 2014. And I'm not taking a position on any policy, but I do think there is a growing sense of anxiety and even anger in the country over the feeling that the game is rigged. And I never had that feeling when I was growing up. Never. I mean, were there really rich people? Of course there were. My father loved to complain about big business and big government, but we had a solid middle-class upbringing. We had good public schools. We had accessible healthcare. We had our little, you know, one family house that saved, uh, uh, that he saved up his money, didn't believe in mortgages. So I lived that. And now obviously I'm kind of far removed because the life I've lived and the economic, you know, fortunes that my husband and I now enjoy, but I haven't forgotten it. What's wrong with that? People jumped on that (laughs) as like Hillary admits she's removed from the middle class. She is. Of course she is. What are you nuts? And what Trump isn't? Who's not, who makes it there that isn't, who gets to run for president that isn't removed from the middle class? That's the system we've put in place. She's acknowledging reality. That's good. You, you want to know what I find interesting about that? Is yeah. that uh, she talks about the father not believing in mortgages. Yeah. How did he save up enough money to get the house? Houses just weren't that expensive, probably. Oh. In Arkansas? Yeah, good point. Hey, Mike. 
<laughs> Our other friend Mike, he goes, got to get a G chat beep into episode 100 so I can hear it when I listen tomorrow. There you go, you son of a bitch. You got it right there. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Uh, Hillary Clinton talking to the National Multi Housing Council uh, in 2013. Now, we'll read a couple of them. They're a little long, but whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it because we've been waiting a long time for these. Just have to sort of figure out how to, getting back to that word balance, how to balance the public and the private efforts that are necessary to be successful politically. And that's not just a comment about today. That, I think, has probably been true for all of our history. And if you saw that Spielberg movie, Lincoln, and how he's maneuvering and working to get the 13th Amendment passed, he called one of my favorite predecessors, Secretary Seward, who had been the governor and senator from New York, ran against Lincoln for president, and he told Seward, I need your help to get this done. Now, she keeps going here. The reason why I read this one is she got, you know, Trump brings it up in the debate about how, you know, Hillary says you have to have a public and a private position. You do. I like her private position better. And Hillary goes, yeah, I was referencing Lincoln. He's like, bullshit or whatever in the debate. No, it's right here. It's literally right here from 2013 in the emails of her campaign. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't think that anyone who is his follower is actually going to go and read the email. They're not. They're not going to, but we we have them. Hillary Clinton talking to a Goldman Sachs alternative investment symposium. I mean, it's still happening, as you know. People are looking back and trying to get compensation for bad mortgages and all the rest of it and some of the agreements that are being reached. There's nothing magic about regulations. Too much is bad. Too little is bad. How do you get to the golden key? How do we figure out what works? And the people that know the industry better than anybody are the people who work in the industry. That's one of the reasons I don't support Hillary Clinton. But okay. But that's not a shock that she thinks that. No, it's a revolving dog. That she's known that. Though. Exactly. That she's going to tell people at Goldman Sachs, you guys know best. Yes. Yeah. Th- yes. They know best. And then you point them and nothing changes. Right. Uh, Hillary Clinton in an exchange with CEO Ursula Burns at Xerox. Ursula Burns says, okay, we'll go back to questions. And Hillary says, we need two parties. And Ursula says, yeah, we do need two parties. And Hillary goes, two sensible, moderate, pragmatic parties. Right. That's not two parties. Hillary Clinton, well, sure. I mean, you started, yes, when they start acting the same, that's one yeah, party. Yeah, it's one party. But she's saying moderate. What have we been saying the entire time that this has been going on? Hillary Clinton is a moderate. She's not a progressive. Who likes to get things done. Yeah, I'm a progressive that likes to get things done. Yeah, it's a moderate, right. And she says it there just in plain sight, like, yeah, we need moderate party. Of course. No. It doesn't make her a bad person. It just means that's not who I wanted to, to get the nomination. It's not what we need now, but she's a moderate, okay? And there it is in her own words. Do you know what makes it a lot more interesting, too, is now that like Trump gets to throw around like a, his brand, if you turn Hillary into a, a brand, she does better than she would as a uh, political figure. Explain that better. What do, you, what do you mean? Okay. So with Trump, it, it feels like everybody's going with Trump because he is against the system. They don't want him there. There was an appeal about that. With her... As an outsider. As an outsider. I feel that Hillary Clinton would be faring better if we could look at her as a brand as well, instead of yeah. the robot that everybody takes her for. Well, I think to your point, right, as opposed to being the politician that everybody's seen her for for many years. Yes. It's just, but let's be honest, Hillary Clinton could run Trump's business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of a, stu- that argument is stupid. She just didn't go into business. She went into politics, but she was a lawyer. She knows law. Like she could do it. She could run it. It's not like Trump is doing something magical. If you gave Hillary Clinton, if you gave Obama, if you gave any 
pick a Republican. Romney's a billionaire. Like if you give these people millions of dollars in startup cash, have the connections that Trump's data, they could also do it. And they could also lose a billion dollars in one year. Supposedly. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I actually think if Hillary had, if you put Hillary in where Trump was, I bet you she has twice to three times as much money as he does. No, there's no way to know, but right. But she's not a dummy. She could do it. She could do it. Hillary, oh, this is one where she's talking to like a tech conference where she admits like the government, you know, system is way behind and they didn't even let you use a BlackBerry and whatever. So she's acknowledging <laughs> like the shit that she did using her own server. You know, she's oh, kind of acknowledging that. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's like a whole long thing. But I'm, but I'm just saying she acknowledges that she knows that the government system is not good and you probably shouldn't use certain, you know, devices on it. But we all know that she ended up doing that. Hillary Clinton 2013 she says my dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders sometime in the future with energy that is as green and sustainable as we can get it powering growth and opportunity for every person in the hemisphere i agree with half of that (laughs) i don't think we should have open trade or open borders necessarily um you know i think we should definitely have a, a progressive immigration policy but i definitely like the fact she's talking about green and sustainable energy for sure yeah, I see open trade becomes a problem. To yes, me. that's one of the reasons I uh, oppose her. Absolutely. Because I think the global economy, for the most part, is not a good thing for the average person. No, because you inherently devalue everyone's um, worth, I guess. Labor, their labor. Yeah. You're essentially devaluing labor. Yes. Uh, Hillary Clinton in 2013. Now, this one pisses me off because, yeah. Say this. I would support you if you said shit like this more often and I can believe you, but I, you don't say it enough. It doesn't seem like you support it. If you look at, this is 2013. If you look at countries that are comparable, like Switzerland or Germany, for example, they have mixed systems. They don't just have single payer system, but they have very clear controls over budgeting and accountability. Mm-hmm. If you look at the single single payer systems like Scandinavia, Canada, and elsewhere, they can get costs down because you know all their care, according to statistics, overall is as good or better on primary care in particular. They do impose things like waiting times. You know, it takes longer to get like a hip replacement that it that it might take here. She's talking about a single payer. She's in favor of a single payer system. She's like, we should just impose waiting times for like hip replacements, things that are not life threatening that you. You don't have to have immediately. Yes. No. Obviously. No. What do you mean no? No. Because she knows who her friends are, and her friends don't want the access to the single payer system. Oh, no. They right, right, lose right. money. Yes, of course. Well, right. When, when people actually get covered, those companies don't make money. Right. Yes. But, but I'm saying she's saying that's good. She, can, she goes on to say in a later thing in Saskatoon, Canada, she goes, this is in 2015. She goes, so we're in a learning period as we move forward with the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, and I'm hoping that whatever the shortfalls or the glitches have been, which in a big piece of legislation you're going to have, those will be remedied remedied, and we can really take a hard look at what's succeeding, fix what isn't, and keep moving forward to get affordable universal health care coverage like you have here in Canada. Yes! Why aren't you saying that in the debates? Why aren't you supporting that? This is a year ago. What a frustrating person she is. Who is that email to? That's no, the emails are John Podesta, her campaign chairman's emails. He flagged in the emails a bunch of excerpts from her paid speeches being like, these could be a problem. So she's giving a paid speech, which means they're asking her for her opinion. And in her opinion, she's advocating 
for the single payer system. Yes. Now I will say this: you can see a theme throughout. She, of course, is tailoring her message to the audience that she's talking to, which is fine. I get yes. that. Uh, so she's talking to a group in Canada that has this system already. Who knows what kind of group it is? Oh, you know? So, but okay, it, but she's uh, but, but she's still. It's preaching to the choir. That's fine. Preach to this choir, lady. Hillary Clinton on Syria. Oh, here we go. They're getting more sophisticated thanks to Russian imports. To have a no-fly zone, you have to take out all the air defense, many of which are located in populated areas. So our missiles, even if they are standoff missiles, so we're not putting our pilots at risk, you're going to kill a lot of Syrians. That's a direct quote. You're going to kill a lot of Syrians. Right, but okay, we still advocate no-fly zone and this and that. Okay. So all of a sudden, this intervention that people talk about so glibly becomes an American and NATO involvement where you take a lot of civilians. So she's acknowledging clearly, if we do something in Syria, people, civilians are going to get killed, no question. And there is still an argument that goes on inside the administration and inside our friends at NATO and the Europeans, how to intervene. My view was you intervene. Now, I agree with this 100%. And I wish, I fucking wish, this is stuff that she was saying to me, not to Goldman Sachs. She goes, how to intervene. My view was you intervene as covertly as is possible for Americans to intervene. We used to be much better at this than we are now. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. Covert. Totally. I totally agree. You get, you know, you get permission from Congress. You do whatever you can do, but you send in covert agents, covert operatives, and you try to operate behind the scenes. Yeah, but covert... If you're going to get involved at all. But I'm pretty sure as well she means covert by a lot of people don't know it's happening. Well, You yeah. seem to be the type of person who wants the citizens to know... It's not my job. ...what's going on. It's her... She's supposed to tell me. If she doesn't tell me, it's the job of journalists and reporters to figure out what's going on. I think, though, putting troops on the ground and saying, hey, we're sending 100,000 troops here, we're sending 10,000 troops here, I don't think that works. I don't think a ground war like that works. I think you're sending covert forces. And no, they don't have to tell me if they're sending in CIA or FBI or different, like, SEAL teams or things like that. No, they don't. Have to, I don't need to know that. So when Donald Trump grilled her about... Um Sending the advance warning of the uh, bombings. In. That's nonsense. There's reasons why. It's nonsense. Yeah, no, it's nonsense because of course that is the that's the argue that's a simpleton argument. That is a crazy argument. It's for people that just clearly don't understand what's going. You can't just first of all, it's not like we're say we're sending them a telegraph and be like, hey, on Thursday we're gonna bomb here. But even if they find out that that's something that's happening, it's to get civilians out of the way. It's yes. to let our people know what's going on. Like. And do you th really think that there's that, that we're letting everybody know everything we're doing all the time? We're not. No. We're not. What if we're lying? You ever think about that? It's an interesting use of the word lying, but yeah. No, but we could say, hey, we're bombing, uh, you know, 89th Street, but we're actually bombing 53rd Street. Like, you're not going to, whatever. We're not going to get, I'm not going to go down this road, but it's like, there. ISIS is not getting away from us because we're saying that we're going to launch an attack or something like that. We're, they're just not. Okay. We're tracking them. Hillary Clinton talking to the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers. A number of business leaders have been talking to my husband and me about an idea that would allow the repatriation of the couple trillion dollars that are out there. And you would get a lower rate, a really low rate, 
if you were willing to invest a percentage in an infrastructure bank. Now, I don't like the fact that she's trying to repatriate the money by a really low rate. So that but, means that means the let's dumb that down a lot. So that means that you can bring the money back into the country. There's a trillion dollars overseas. You could bring the money if you bring it back at a five percent tax yeah, rate. What, wait, I don't five, know what the number is. Pretty low. I'm pretty sure she's saying about two percent here. No, anything under thirty five percent would be low. Lower than what it normally is. I don't think that's what she's advocating. Uh, who knows? You're just speculating. But All the right. point is, okay, so you're bringing it at a lower rate. But she's also saying it would go into an inf- a percentage of it would go into an infrastructure bank, which is a good idea to rebuild the infrastructure of the country. The problem is we shouldn't have to bribe these co- companies and we shouldn't be like, thank you, sir. Can I have some more bread? Like, that's our money. It, it wasn't taxed. So that's our money. It belongs to us. If these people are making that money, you, we don't have to create a special bank to spend on our infrastructure. You owe us that money. But I do like the idea of using some of this, this money that's overseas, getting it back here and using it for infrastructure. But I, I don't, I do not accept, um, you know, taking it at just a significantly lowered rate. I just don't. Um, I'm thinking about something. Okay. I think it would be interesting if we had a new political party yeah. that's first mission was to rewrite the tax code. Oh, I mean, they've been talking about that for how long? The problem is there's too many fucking hands involved in the tax. The tax code should be very simple. There should be very few deductions. There should be very few, you know, it should be very, very clear. This To the point where someone who just graduated high school could do it. Yeah. Yes. It should be very obvious. Yes. Someone who's 18 years old, fresh out of school, be able to do their taxes. Yeah, if you if you if you're in this range, you owe this percentage mm-hmm. on this that and, you know there's state and local tax and whatever all this stuff. But yeah, I think the federal tax code should be pretty clear. Go ahead, Matt. You were going to say something. Uh, uh, no, it's not relevant anymore. Just keep going. <laughs> all right, this is the final one we got. Mm-hmm. This one pisses me off. In an exchange with CEO Ursula Burns, again, this is from that earlier uh, conversation. So Ursula Burns says, so long, like the word long means thumbs up, short means thumbs down, or long means I support, short means I don't. I'm going to start with, I'm going to give you about 10 long shorts. So she's asking you these questions. She answers long if she agrees, short if she disagrees. Even if you can make money on a short, you can't answer short. She says, you can answer short. Okay. Uh, they will. So legalization of pot. Hillary goes short in all senses of the word. Why, Hillary? Why? Why are you in all senses of the word in 2014 against pot? Very easily. Well, let me say this. Okay. What do we always say about Hillary Clinton? She's always right after the fact, mm-hmm. right? 2014, it's not as clear that people are in favor of pot legalization. Now, if you asked her, she'd probably be like, well, you know, we got to get, get some more studies, but I'm not going to go after it. You know, her position would change once public opinion changes, her opinion changes. But at this point, saying short in all senses of the word, I don't support it, that was the that was the right answer. Yeah, of course, it's the right answer because the donors, which are the junk companies, oh, sure, don't yeah. want it, so she doesn't want it. Next one. Uh, that was it. That was what. That's what I got. Oh, I mean, okay. look, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's 80 pages of this stuff. But uh, to me, honestly, I, I have not seen anything that came out where I go, "Wow, I'm shocked by this," or uh, "This is disqualified." I mean, it's it it reveals who she is, and we already know who she is. So yes. for somebody that people think is like this like rampant liar that we don't know anything about, no, we pretty much know Hillary Clinton. We got it. We've had 30 years of experience. Yeah. Well, uh, when they like all these speeches, there was a big deal about them during the primary. Like, oh, she's not revealing all this, and I was always under the impression, oh, it's going to be things I really don't like. It turns out, 
it's more that she's trying to get more of the centrist and reach over the idle Republican vote, and not it's stuff that the yeah maybe I mean it's I'm, like sort of covering up that she's leaning a bit bit more to the left than no, she was letting on. No, I don't know. I mean, I I think you get the sense that she is what she you know yeah she's cent- she's a moderate she's a center she's well, a little bit to the left of center but it's not this extreme ideology. The problem is the reason why you wouldn't want this to come out in the primaries because she's running against a, you know a, a super left a, a super, super liberal you know what I mean this like super progressive guy. And this shit looks way worse when you compare it to the way that he feels about things. But I'll be honest with you. I think like from these episodes, if I was the campaign manager, I would have her release those speeches. Well, it's already, it doesn't matter at this point. I know it doesn't matter at this point, but you've got it in the bag. You don't do anything at this point. No, they're going to do something. Trust me. No, I mean, I don't really see anything happening. But why release information when you really don't have to? Yeah, Yeah. it's it's already out. There's nothing to... Why why fuck around? Like, now just prevent yourself from damaging yourself. Like, don't put more information that could damage you out. 100%. Uh, All right, you want to hear this... uh, (laughs) I'm sure people have heard it, but why don't we listen to the Donald Trump uh, Access Hollywood clip? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And then we'll listen to his apology video. We'll uh, let everybody know who we're sponsored by today, and then we'll get to the uh, the debate coverage. Awesome. All right, here's uh, this is the leaked audio. Donald Trump talking to idiot fuck uh, Billy Bush on Access Hollywood in, I guess, 2005. Five? Is that yes, right? that's the number they keep on throwing around. All right, here we go. This is exciting stuff. This video contains... Shut up. <laughs> no, no one's ever heard the word pussy before. I moved on her, actually. You know, oh, Joe, you come on. Listen. You know, oh, again. Listen. What? Everyone's heard this, but play it. I love it. I want to play it. Play it. I'm just going to step she, over it. You know, and she used to be very, she's still very beautiful. I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news, Sarah. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was marriages. And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. What? That's how, that's how Trump plays. Monogamy, bro. Monogamy gets you hard. Monogamy? Are you yeah. trying to say monogamy or mahogany? Mahogany. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit. In the purple. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> yes, the Donald Escort. <laughs> Ugh, I want to take Billy Bush. Not that I'm like offended by what he says, but I want to take Billy Bush and just fire him off a cliff. He's the worst. He, what a little... Idiot. This is the guy that hosts Access Hollywood. What a little moron. Listen, listen. Yes! Listen. The Donald has scored! Why don't you come over here and suck my dick, Billy Bush? Oh. He's a loser. Look. Loser. Very bad. Look. It's what? two guys being guys. No. The being dicks. Uh, this is. Yes, this is. This is no more than that. The it's locker room is, talk. No, no. Don't do that, Joey. Is it locker room talk? First of all, when was the last locker room you were in? Okay. Number two. Wait, let me think about that. You didn't, when we, we all, we went to the same high school. We've been in locker rooms together. We, we have friends. We fuck around with our friends. Mm-hmm. None of our friends has ever said, I'm going to just grab, I can do anything I want because of the status I have. I can grab chicks by the pussy, which he's about to say. We don't say that. That's a nonsense thing. It's a crazy thing that you've just adopted what Trump's defense is. That, that's not what, we don't say that. None of us have ever said, yeah, it's pretty much okay to just like rape somebody. It's fine because they like me. I'm powerful. It's cool. None of us say that. We'll use the words. We'll use the words pussy, tits, whatever. We'll go, oh, she's hot as fuck. But I will never, I've never said in my life, boy, and you know what? I'm me, so I can just shove my finger up her asshole if I want. I've never said that. 
If he, if, you know what changes the context? Mm-hmm. Him going, I'd like to grab her by the pussy. That changes the context completely. Mm. Not, I could grab her by the pussy. I just do that because they, what are they going to do about it? I'm too powerful. That's the problem. That's not locker room talk. That is when they talk about, and, and let me say this before I go off on a fucking, Tanger? you know, get on a soapbox here. This isn't the most disqualifying thing that he did this whole no, campaign. not by far. This is just, it speaks to character, but I don't think anybody's shocked by this. The nuclear stuff, building the wall, talking about banning Muslims, all that crap. That's way worse than this. The, his total lack of foreign policy, the, the rampant lying, all that shit. That's, those are real, real issues. This is just speaks to character, and I understand why it sunk the campaign, but it's not like I'm some, you know you know wilting violet that i can't well i can't handle the words he said but like you know when people talk about rape culture and shit like that oh that's and and everybody goes well we don't really have a rape no maybe we do (laughs) because if this is what the like this billionaire this powerful guy this guy that could be is a heartbeat away from being the president if this is what he's saying you're just you're actually lending credence to those arguments and by defending it and going well it's just what guys say no it's not I don't say that. You don't say that. I've known you for 30 years. You don't say that. Yeah, I've, I've... Matt, you don't strike me as the type that's going to go around and be like, well, chicks dig my curly hair. I can finger them whenever I feel like it, and they can't do anything about it. You don't seem like the guy that would do that. Not so much. Not so much. Once or twice? No. But you know what I mean? It's like, I don't... That's not what happens. And so it's crazy that that's even a defense that is even... People, people are accepting that. But it's not the case. Athletes have come out, and they're like, that's not what we say. We don't say that. Those are rapists. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my man. What a loser Billy Bush is. He's a follower like those idiot correctionals officers. That That's what a loser. Yeah, my man. Like he, he'd sit in the corner while Trump uh, fucked this chick and clap and go, yeah, Donald. Like he's such that's a little. crying. What a little loser. That really sets this up. That is very funny. You give me the thumbs up. You are a piece. You got to put the thumbs up. You got to get the thumbs up. Can't be too happy. Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You, gotta give the thumb, right, you and I will walk there. Oh my God! Maybe it's a different one. Better not be the publicist. No, it's it's her. Yeah, that's her. With the gold. I gotta use some tic tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. Oh, look at those legs. All I can see is the legs. No, it looks good. Come on, Shorty. Oh, nice legs, huh? Oof, get out of the way, honey. That's oh, good legs. Go ahead. It's always good if you don't fall out of the bus. Like Ford, Gerald Ford, remember? Now, this is a part of the video. Okay, so that's pretty much all we have to listen to. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of the... Meanwhile, they keep walking now with this chick that shows up. I guess he's going to be on a soap opera or something. Yes, is that what's yeah, happening here? Yes. Now, the girl's hot. I mean, there's no lo- joke about that. She's dressed sexy. Okay, so I understand they're making comments about it. But the, the part that is really ridiculous is when he goes, you can do anything, grab him by the pussy. Like, no, yeah. you can't do that. And, you know, there's a lot of allegations coming out now. Nothing's been proven, but... You know, there could probably, it seems like there's a history of this guy doing weird shit. The thing that nothing, and weird shit, stupid way to put it, like, you know, this kind of assault behavior, whatever, this kind of like sexual assault pattern in his past. I don't know. We'll see. He's never been convicted of anything, but 
this video kind of speaks to it a little bit where he says you can do anything. I just start kissing them. I don't even ask. It's kooky. Who does that? Uh, meanwhile, funny part of the video that nobody's really talking about. Mm-hmm. Trump stands at the door of the bus for like a minute here. And he's waiting for somebody to open the door. And then you see somebody in the reflection, like, like show him, like, turn, just do the handle. Oh, he has to open yeah, the let door. yourself off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's funny. Like, that's like uh, white privilege shit right there. Here, I'm just going to watch it real quick. So he just taps on the door. Pull the handle. And then Billy Bush has to tell him to pull the pull handle. The handle. <laughs> then he lets himself out. Okay. Anyway, that's Donald Trump. Now, this is Donald Trump apologizing. You, you do realize he would have lost a lot of points if she had seen him not being able to open that door. Yeah, well, it's embarrassing. What am I, a peasant? I have to touch the handle of a door. It's crazy. Now I won't get to fuck her if I don't. All right, shut up. This is Trump apologizing at midnight the night that this came out. I guess it was Friday or Saturday. Uh, we'll do that. Okay. We're going to tell everybody about our sponsor for this week. Yep. Maybe we'll take a quick... Five minutes, I'll get a little sip of water. Maybe I'll have another slice of pizza, courtesy of Danny. We appreciate it. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap up with the, uh, the the presidential debate notes. Cool. Nice. Donald Trump apologizing, kind of. Never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended to be someone that I'm not. I've said and done things I regret. And the words released today on this more than a decade-old video are one of them. Anyone who knows me knows these words don't reflect who I am. I said it. <laughs> I was wrong, and I apologize. Apologize. It's, it's the first time he's ever said that, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who've lost their children, laid-off workers whose jobs have gone to other countries, and people from all walks of life who just want a better future. I have gotten to know the great people of our country, and I've been humbled by the faith they placed in me. I pledge to be a better man tomorrow and will never, ever let you down. Let's be honest. We're living in the real world. This is nothing more than a distraction from the important issues we're facing today. We're losing our jobs. We're less safe than we were eight years ago. And Washington is totally broken. Hillary Clinton and her kind have run our country into the ground. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. Bill Clinton has actually abused women, and Hillary has bullied, attacked, shamed, and intimidated his victims. We will discuss this more in the coming days. See you at the debate on Sunday. Thank you, Donald. And that is a good transition. We're going to get into the debate stuff. Um, He's a silly goose. I think he should have said, I apologized and and, and just end it right there. You can't. You can't help and it. Ju- and just just someone cut the mic. Just just cut the You set him up. Hey, Donald, you're going to say this line, and then you can say whatever you want afterwards and just cut it yeah. and put it out. Well, so anyway, so that was Donald Trump apologizing after the tape came out. The tape that is likely, you know, the end of the election. I mean, it, it seems like the we're showing it. She has a 90% chance of winning. So the election's basically over at this point, as long as she just, you know, plays it cool, doesn't mm-hmm. say anything crazy. And, you know, I just don't see it turning around anytime soon. Um, Joey, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. So we're sponsored this week and we really appreciate the sponsor. I ordered from our sponsor using the coupon code Samson. All right. We, we are sponsored this week by adamandeve.com. I ordered some stuff. I'm not going to give you the, the down and dirty details of what I ordered. I'm satisfied with the product. Got there very quickly. The coupon code took half off, which is great. And you got free shipping plus a mystery gift and three free adult DVDs, which is Phenomenal. Are you you're thinking about ordering some stuff? I uh, yes, I am. 
Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. And like I said, you'll get 50% off just about any item. Helps you relax a little bit. It's a stressful world that we live in. Listen to the podcast, light a candle, maybe have a little nip, have a little scotch or something. Enjoy yourself with something you get from adamandeve.com. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order, which is the truth. And let them know that you support this podcast. If you're going to order something from there, great. Go to adamandeve.com and use the code SAMSON at checkout. That's SAMSON, S-A-M-P-S-O-N, at adamandeve.com. Use the code SAMSON at adamandeve.com. Save yourself 50%, mystery gift, free shipping, all that stuff. Enjoy yourself. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break here. For you, it'll be seconds. We're going to come back with some second presidential debate notes, clips, oh, my. All right, we are back. We took a quick break. Joey, you had to go to the bathroom. I have yes, a sip I did. of uh, Polar Seltzer Granny Smith Apple. It's very nice. Cooler day here in Manhattan. A little refreshing, a little crispness coming from the Polar Seltzer. Uh, wouldn't be an episode without a Polar Seltzer reference. Got to do it in episode 100. All right, Joey, let the Samsonites know how this operates, how we do these notes, uh, and then we'll get into it. So, everybody, Chris puts himself on lockdown. No media. No TV, nothing. Just him and his thoughts and the debate. Yeah, like a Buddha. Like Buddha and Aristotle mixed together. Really? Buddha and Aristotle? I don't know. Okay. And he sometimes does jokes, quips, <laughs> that you would tweet out in, a, in about 144 characters. 40. But he saves them. Yeah. For the podcast. That's right. And now they're going to be delivered straight to your ears, Samsonites. Uh... This is how I started these notes. I tried to do like a few less clips here, you know, a little yeah, more yeah, notes, yeah. whatever, but it is what it is. Uh, every idiot that gets to ask a question told uh, the debate people they hadn't yet committed to a candidate. Well, you have to if you want to ask a question. Basically, these are the worst people. I have total contempt for them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that, that's how I started this one up. The first clip we have, this question makes me so angry for so many reasons. This is basically five wasted minutes after this question. Thanks. And we're just going to play her clip. The last presidential debate could have been no- rated as MA, mature audiences. Really? Why? Really? Did somebody say cunt during the debate that I'd missed? Did wow, I, did you did, wow. I'm not calling her a cunt. I'm just saying, did somebody no, use I just mean some vulgar language? Did somebody's head get cut off? You're not off? British. You can't say that word. They say twat, actually. They say both. They say both. It's more Australians say, say that. Is that right? Yeah. In any event, how was the TV MA? Did somebody say fuck on stage? Did somebody fuck on stage? What happened? Her <laughs> TV parental guidelines. No to educators assign viewing the presidential debates as students' homework. Do you know you're among appropriate and positive behavior for today's youth? No. Next. Why would you even ask that question? It's immaterial. It doesn't matter. It's a very important question. Let's have Hillary respond. No, I'm not playing the response. Oh, okay. That was fine. a waste. I just wanted to play the stupid <laughs> question. Again, this just sets the tone for this insanity that we're about to watch here. Uh, Quick question. Out of 10, what do you give Anderson Cooper as the moderator? I give Anderson Cooper a 7. Mm. I give the chick, I don't know her name, I give her like an 8. They did a good job. I think. Okay. Because at certain po- some things they let go, which I have in there, but uh, but at other points, they were like, uh, you didn't answer the question. Like, shh, shh, yeah. shh, shh. Let her answer. Shh, 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 shh. They did a good job, I thought. This was probably a, a de- this was a decently 
moderated debate. This is as good as it's going to get, probably. They talk about Dummy's comments from Access Hollywood. We don't need to hear what he says. We already heard it. He says locker room talk, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Says a bunch of shit about ISIS. Okay. The next clip, this is a beaten man. It's absurd. Meanwhile, what a dumb fuck, dumb fuck question. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this is ugly and meaningless. And whoever clapped after that babble should be sent to the moon with no training, food or water or spacesuits. To help the inner cities. She's done a terrible job for the African-Americans. She wants their vote and she does nothing. And then she comes back four years later. We saw that first. Oh, yeah. So that was a big thing in the first debate that. Yeah. Weird. This one was crazy. I mean, it was really a lot. What was he doing? Breathing. Uh, very heavily. Move the microphone. You go like this. You got to take a deep breath. Maybe he's breathing for two. Oh, you think he's pregnant? Yep. She was a United States senator. She campaigned where the Mr. Trump, part Mr. of Trump, campaign. I want to get to audience questions and online questions. So she's allowed to do that, but I'm not allowed to respond. You're going to, have, you're going to get sounds to respond fair. right now. That sounds fair. This tape is generating intense interest in just 48. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, crazy that he's even like yeah okay that's fair you're complaining openly in front of 100 million people about how the debate is unfair yes it just started and good for her being like uh can you shut the fuck up please yes. we gotta go you're not even answering anything eight hours it's become the single most talked about story of the entire 2016 election on facebook with millions which is pathetic well that tells you this uh, the current state of political discourse in this country well it's just we're, we're just a dumb we're a dumb dumb country i mean we're just an, we love entertainment we do not care for substance that's it so when trump comes out and he's grabbed grabbed by the pussy oh we got to talk about it because it feels like a win but it's really a loss for both of us for that both would sides. have to be kind of like if you're gonna set up like a, a vulgar tv show that would be the lowest common denominator by far right grabbing by the pussy <laughs> Well, yeah, it's being like, yeah, I can sexually assault people because no. I'm powerful. Yeah, it's you know, strange, sure. It's like Chris Brown. Millions <laughs> of people discussing it on the social network. As we said a moment ago, we do want to bring in questions from voters around the country via social media. And our first stays on this topic. Jeff from Ohio asks on Facebook, Trump says the campaign has changed him. When did that happen? So, Mr. Trump, let the, me... Now, <laughs> I said, dumb fuck. What the fuck are we doing? Cut a half hour out of this thing and ask only real questions. Do you think, um, because kids watch this, you... Shut up. And this guy, when did it change? What does it matter? What does it matter? That's a fluff fucking question. We add to that, when you walked off that bus at age 59... Were you a different... Thank you for telling us how old he was. Uh, you know what? The fact that she said that actually makes... That does make a difference. Like, you're 21, 30, whatever. You're on a bus. Hot chick walks by. Maybe you come in. Maybe, maybe you're, you say this shit. Outlandish. Okay. He's 60 years old. And he's dying. He's got kids. He's got four fully grown adult children. He's married. He's got a, a, a young son at that point, right? What the fuck are you doing? It's too much. It's too old, bro. He's being Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Grandpa? Man, or did that behavior continue until just recently? And you have two minutes talk, for as this. I told you. That was locker room talk. Uh, I'm yeah. not proud of it. Locker room I talk. I am a person who has great respect for people, for my family, for the people of this country. And certainly I'm not proud of it. But that was something that uh, happened. If you look at... Yes, it certainly was something that happened. <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton 
Far worse. Now, this, this, this whole thing is crazy. I mean, this is a circus that he rambles on about Bill Clinton. First of all, Bill Clinton's been been found guilty of raping no one. Okay. This was action. His was what he's done to women. There's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. So you can say any way you want to say it. That's not true. FDR killed a woman. No, he didn't. You're just saying that. That'd be Ted Kennedy, Bill- actually. Yeah, well, right. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Kennedy was rather uh, promiscuous, right? He had Marilyn Monroe and God knows what I was going Look on, right? at what I look like. <laughs> You would be too. I grab him by the pussy. No, no but but he wasn't <laughs> raping Marilyn Monroe. No, Th- Th- Thomas Jefferson had uh, had black children. Sally Hemings, right? Was yeah. the, the slave? Yeah, but yeah. weren't they in? Love? I don't know what the story. I mean, was, she, he was still having an affair with a slave. Like, that's... yeah, that's true. Yeah, but affair. But again, I, I'm not some moral crusader. I have an affair. What do I give a shit? As long as you're doing the job well, that doesn't bother me. This this is a different thing. Him because obviously there's allegations that he's done this stuff. But if he's saying it. There's got to be some kind of truth there that this is shit that he does where he pressures women into hooking up with them or, or whatever. Um, consensual, I don't care. I'm not a moral crusader. I have an affair to do what you want. It's none of your business. No, it's none of my business. As it's long his as it's bedroom. Not, yeah, as long as it's not affecting how you run the country. Except what he was doing wasn't in, well, what he's being accused of now wasn't in his bedroom, so. I don't know what he's. I've been being honest. I haven't really looked yeah, into it's, this. Nothing yet. It's a lot of smoke. We'll see what happens. You know. All right. Clinton was abusive to women. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Chiron under him says, "How has the campaign changed you?" This is what he's saying. <laughs> Clinton attacked those same women, and attacked them viciously. Four of them here tonight. One of the women, who is a wonderful woman at 12 years old, was raped at 12. Her client. She represented, got him off, and she's seen laughing on two separate occasions, laughing at the girl who was raped. I watched the video. Okay, so now this ke- this keeps coming up. I'm, I didn't bring the video. It's a six-minute video. It's Hillary Clinton talking, I believe, later in either a job interview or talking to a colleague or something, two lawyers talking mm-hmm. about this case, and it's years later. And she's not laughing at the woman that got raped. That's insane. What she's talking about is how, you know, evidence can be you know, things can be manipulated in a way and she's laughing at kind of the absurdity of what happened. She didn't volunteer to defend this guy. She was appointed the case. It's not like she loves oh. rapists. Yeah, it's a it's a nonsense story. Go look at the video. It's six minutes. It's on YouTube. You can listen to it. But this is a bullshit thing where she laughed at a rape victim. No, she did not. And I don't support her. I'd love it to be true that this is like she's this hard. Not at this point, I wouldn't. But during the primary, I would like... Yeah, great. I'd love to have a, a thing come out where it's like, oh, well, Hillary's an awful person. This proves it. But the, the more I see about her, the more I go, eh, she's just a moderate politician, not transformational. Hubris, fine, but she's not a monster. And also, the other thing is, it's a lawyer talking to another lawyer years after the fact. Of course, they're going to, ju- you, you talk to anybody that works in your profession about things that happened and about how the process works and all that stuff. You're going to talk about it differently than you would to just the average person or in public or whatever. You think doctors are it's super reverential about, uh, well, I, I had to perform a mastectomy today. No, they're not. It's tragic for you, for your family. And yes, in the moment when they're giving you the bad diagnosis or whatever, of course, there's sympathy there. But do you think that surgeons and doctors or whatever are 
constantly reverential? No, they're not. And that's clearly going to be the case in any profession, lawyers, whatever. And that's what you heard a video of. It wasn't, it wasn't this monstrous thing where she was like, and you know, my client definitely guilty raped this little girl. And I love it. (laughs) That's not what happened. That's kooky. And this is what Trump is, is trying to put out there, but it's just, it's just nonsense. Kathy Shelton, that young woman is here. And this is insane. This is that he brought them to the debate. 20 minutes into a presidential debate, a debate. He, needed to win <laughs> like must win thus tonight so don't tell me about words i am absolutely i apologize for those words but it is things that people say but what president clinton did he was impeached he lost his license to practice law he was impeached for lying about bl- getting blown by monica Lewinsky. he didn't get impeached for, for raping women. or whatever yeah he had to pay an $850,000 fine to one of the women, Paula Jones, who's also here tonight. Crazy. And I will tell you that... That's a name I haven't heard in a long Hillary time. Hillary brings up yeah. a point like that, and she talks about words that I said 11 years ago. I think it's disgraceful, and I think she should be ashamed of herself, if you want to know the truth. Now, those people should be buried alive. <laughs> That's Please half the audience. Yeah. These, uh, hey, these are the dumbest amongst us. I said it three weeks ago. That remains true. Secretary Clinton, you have two minutes. Well, first, let me start by saying that so much of what he's just said is not right, but he gets to run his campaign any way he chooses. He yep. gets to decide what he wants to talk about. Instead of answering people's questions, talking about our agenda, laying out the plans that we have that we think can make... Uh, a better life and a better country, that's his choice. When I hear something like that, I am reminded of what my friend Michelle Obama advised us all. When they go low, you go high. All right, fine. I mean, and the right, what are you you gonna line by line go back at it? Hillary did a much better job this debate. Of course, because it's obvious to her that this is basically over. But she did a better job of not rambling on with the answer. She just said what she had to say. And that's it. Don't say it laughing or whatever. Just say, hey, he can do what he wants. This is the story. And then you move on. There was one thing that I was having trouble with, which I didn't understand why she was doing it. Okay. At some of the points when Trump was going off, you know, just rambling. Sure. She was smiling awkwardly. Or, or to me, it, it just didn't seem to fit. It just seemed, I don't know, like surreal. Yeah, I mean, well, what do you want her to do? Because then if she seems like she's taking it too seriously, then it's like, well, maybe there's some truth to it. You know, it's yeah. like, damned if you do, damned if you do. I don't know. I mean, that's just what it is. But she does that. I mean, we've seen yeah. that before. Hey, uh, remember when Hillary was sick and dying and that's all we talked about every day, but not at all anymore? No, she's healthy now. Yeah, when was when was the last time Trump said it, any of the surrogates said it, the news questioned it? When, when was the last time anybody was like, is Hillary okay? Like it just it happened before it, it happened continually before she took a three day rest and came back looking better than she ever did. Well, it's just that's the thing that's the problem with our media. That stuff gets so intense week by week, but then three weeks later, four weeks later, it's bare. It's not even a thing that happened anymore. Goldfish memories. Bro. Trump doesn't even bring it up. Wow, Trump is just reciting online memes and Judge Report controversies during this answer. Let's just listen for a minute. This is a person who is utterly untethered. 
He's doing only what he wants to do. This is very strange and bizarre, honestly. This is an embarrassing moment in American history. Actions and his words. Well, you owe the president an apology because, as you know very well, uh, your campaign, Sidney Blumenthal, he's another real winner that you have. And he's the one that got this started along with your campaign manager. And they were on television just two weeks ago, she was saying exactly that. So you really owe him an apology. You're the one that sent the pictures around your campaign, sent the pictures around with President Obama in a certain garb. That was long before I was ever involved. So you actually owe an apology. And number two, Michelle Obama. I've gotten to see the commercials that they did on you. And I've gotten to see some of the most vicious commercials I've ever seen. Of Everything Trump sees or hears or whatever is the most or the ever or simply un unparalleled, the worst in history. Mm -hmm. Everything he sees is that is that. He's just shocked by everything. Yes, he's a great uh, he's a great speaker. He knows how to touch the heart. I guess. Michelle Obama talking about you, Hillary. Or the pussy. I'll touch it. I'll touch it at will. Look at this hair. Look at these teeth. Oh. What? Teeth? He's, he fancies himself having good teeth. I don't know. So you talk about friend. Go back and take a look at those commercials. A race where you lost, fair and square, unlike the Do you Bernie know what Sanders would be an awesome, race where awesome, awesome thing. Just keep won, talking. It's but fine. not fair yeah. and square, in um, my opinion. For the last debate. All you have to do is take a no, look pause at the leaks. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I was going to let you talk over him. I was just, no, no. He just starts rambling about like judges. He's a presidential candidate. We, we should listen to what he has to say. You know who we should really be listening to? Hillary, because she's actually going to be president. I think. And I want to make that point. Yes. So hold your thought. The Democrats have a tenant, and this always happens in our elections because they take too long. People end up getting on Team Democrat, Team Republican, and they just ignore all the flaws in their own candidate and only focus on the other person. But one of them is going to win, and clearly the person is going to be Hillary. The Democrats are doing themselves a disservice by not being honest to themselves even about Hillary Clinton. Be realistic, really vet her, because once she gets elected, everybody that supports her, everybody that votes for her has to take responsibility for her. And if you really don't know what you voted for and what she's going to do, then you're to blame for what is to happen over the next four years. That's why I don't support her, because I do pay attention to that. And I did it with Obama. I voted for Obama in 08. I did not vote for him again in 2012, because I saw what he did from 08 to 2012, and I was like, eh, I don't agree. I don't, I don't agree. I don't support that. I don't want to be responsible for it. Bernie, I was, I would feel responsible for it. Trump, I wouldn't. Hillary, I wouldn't. That's an important point. Vet, you have to be as critical of the person you vote for as you are of the post person you're not voting for. Good. Two things. First, I just want to make a comment on what you just said. Yeah, but the turns out that everybody who's a Democrat in our political system benefits if Hillary becomes president. So they don't really give a shit. Well, I mean, they theoretically benefit more so, yeah, with yes. Hillary, sure. Second thing. Depends what... Well, good. Uh, I would really love if they let the third be... Uh, like, third debate have Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have their own, like, screens, and they can do their own presentations. They could play GIF, you know, have GIFs, oh, like have videos. How, do your PowerPoint. Mr. Trump, can we see the PowerPoint on why you should be president? We might as well. I mean, at this point, what difference does it make? Make it an all-day thing. Do it yeah. like a telethon. Do it from noon to 8 p.m. They can try to raise money for the uh, campaigns. No, not even. You raise it for uh, the troops. 
Mm. Whatever you do it for, he loves the troops. Yeah, everybody loves the troops. So you do that for the troops. You do the the presidential telethon for the troops and against Colin Kaepernick. You raise money and you just let them for eight hours. They could bring out yeah. celebrity friends to talk about them. It's like a little mini convention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then at the end, yeah, for three or four hours, they each get to do a uh, dueling PowerPoint presentation. Right, I like it. I think it's a great idea. What do you want to call it? I I, I just said I think you do the presidential, presidential telethon. telethon for the troops against Colin Kaepernick and you let Mario Lopez host it and Billy Bush you bring Billy Bush out <laughs> Nancy O'Dell with the big fake tits you let her come out and they can they can host it that'll be perfect nice and then at the end uh we all get murdered <laughs> all of us every single person in the United States and Canada takes over everybody gets carpet bombed yeah yeah Ted Cruz yeah Ted Cruz rides in on a fucking <laughs> red bear and uh play you're all my I'm gonna carpet bomb you and that's it yeah that's and that's how uh the United States ends Perfect. I think we figured it out. What did we call it? The presidential telethon, telethon. for the troops against Colin Kaepernick. Yeah? Yes. Hosted by Billy Bush and Nancy O'Dell and Mario Lopez. Okay. Uh, all right. You know what? Fuck it. We're just going to skip this. He just keeps I going. He rambles. He just rambles, rambles, rambles. Uh, this is a question. I'm trying to figure out why I marked it. But again, the dumbest amongst us are in the audience. And this is a joke at this point. It's sad. All right. Let's just see what goes on here. Because, you know, it is... Uh it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump. you, Trump? Don't do that. Sorry. I was getting chews from what's, what's going to happen here. Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Yeah, because you'd be in jail. Secretary Joe! Got it! Oh, got so it. You're the dumbest you amongst us. It. You belong in that audience. That's the problem. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> yeah, you got her. Got her. We want to remind the audience to please not uh, be fucking idiots. Can you just stop? <laughs> talk out loud. Please do not applaud. You're just wasting time. And All right. Yeah. Like, 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 wasted everybody's time tonight. That, that's exactly right. That's the point. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not wasting any time here. You know, let the first three questions were basically just like, do you think you're good? Like, yes, I think I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Christ, I can't believe they're asking about the emails again. Same questions over and over and over again. This doesn't matter. What will she do in Syria? How will she protect whistleblowers? What will she do about Keystone XL, medical marijuana, legal marijuana, Israel and Palestine? Let's keep talking about the fucking emails every time. It's the same shit. It's the same shit over and over again. Yes. There's other stuff that we should be talking to. The definitely going to be president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. Okay. What the fuck, dude? This is the next clip. Nice job by Hillary, though. I guess I can't tell anymore. Jail, let alone after getting a subpoena from the United States Secretary Congress. Clinton, you can respond. Then we have to move on to an audience question. Look, it's just not true. And so please you, Oh, go you didn't delete them? Allow her to respond, please. Those personal emails, not oh, official. 33,000? Yeah, well, we turned over 35,000. So oh, yeah. it was. What about the other 15,000? Uh, please allow her to respond. She didn't talk while you talked. Yes, that's true. I didn't. Because and I didn't in the say. first debate. And, uh, oh, my God. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm going to try not to in this debate because uh, I'd like to get to the questions that the people have brought here tonight uh, to talk you know. to us about. And get off this question. Oh. I wish she had just looked at him and gone, fuck you. Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> if this was like, like more advanced, they could just cut his fucking mic. You could just cut it. Well, God knows they already did in the first debate. That's why people didn't hear my detailed policy. Think about this for a moment. Uh -huh. Think about how awkward it would be if his mic gets cut 
and he reaches and takes her mic. <laughs> he Think would. about that he for would a just yell. He'd just go over to Anderson. He grabs Anderson Cooper's <laughs> lapel. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's just finish that. Okay, Donald. I know you're into big diversion tonight. Anything to avoid talking about your campaign and the way it's exploding and the way Republicans are leaving you. But let's, let's, let's at see least what focus on some of these They'll be back. They'll be back. People care about tonight. Let's get to their question. Hey, wait. This keeps going. I wrote, Jesus Christ, this is a child on stage. What a whiny little bitch. <laughs> this is mental. Question here from Ken Karpowitz. He has a question about health care. Ken? I'd like to know, Anderson, why aren't you bringing up the emails? I'd like to know. They well, judged, Ken, Joey, Joey, they talked about the emails for 12 minutes before yes, this. Yes. I mean, that's what they've been talking about. Yes. Now, why aren't you we getting brought up to the, the emails? Bottom? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. And it hasn't been finished. No, no, no. At He's all. upset that Anderson didn't say email. It's nice to one on three. Thank you. <laughs> what a butthole. All right. Uh, they argue about Obamacare. Simple solution. Every American gets health care. Trump wants to repeal it. Hillary wants to make it better. We saw in her leaked emails there that it's supposed to be damning, but actually make me like her more. She does, in theory, support a universal health care system, which is great. I hope she pushes for that. A Muslim woman asks what they can do to make sure people like her aren't demonized after the election. Trump doesn't answer and rails on about Obama not using the phrase radical Islamic terrorism and says Muslims have to point bad things out. Otherwise, we're going to be in trouble. So essentially, he told her, there's nothing you're going to do when I become president that you won't be demonized. No nope. way. Uh, Trump makes a bold statement. Jeez, I wonder what this is. Hold on. Let me get to the clamp. Yeah, whatever. All right. Mr. Trump, in December, you said this. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. <laughs> Which is very wise. That's mm -hmm. a very good point. Until we know what the fuck is up, you're not coming in here at all. Have no choice. We have no choice. Your running mate said this week that the Muslim ban is no longer your position. Is that correct? And if it is, was it a mistake to have a religious test? First of all, Captain Khan is an American hero. And if I were president at that time, he would be alive today. Because unlike her, who voted for the war without knowing what she was doing, I would not have had our people in Iraq. Iraq was a disaster. So he would have been alive today. Okay, so he says a dead soldier, Captain Khan, mm -hmm. would be alive if he was president at the yes. time, which is impossible to... You can't say that and know that, but that's a crazy fucking thing to to point out. No backlash on that, would be, which just shows you the, the, the amount of crap that he spewed during this debate. Trump goes off on, quote, extreme vetting in response to a question about the Muslim ban he suggested. This is like listening to some dude at the bar talk about politics. It's baseless. I mean, he's just, it's baseless. The next clip I got here, probably the first bit of actual governmental commentary so far. Hillary on Syria and refugees. Trump chimes in. This is about 40, let's call it 44 minutes into the debate. Uh, first time they're actually talking about something that, that is a policy. Secretary Clinton, let me ask you about that. Because you have asked for an increase from 10 to 65,000 Syrian refugees. We know you want tougher vetting. That's not a perfect system. So why take the risk of having those refugees come into the country? Well, first of all, I will not let anyone into our country that I think poses a risk to us. But there are a lot of refugees, women and children. Think of that picture we all saw of that four-year-old boy with the 
blood on his forehead because he'd been bombed by the Russian and Syrian air forces. There are children suffering in this catastrophic war, largely, I believe, because of Russian aggression. And we need to do our part. We by no means are carrying anywhere near the load that Europe and others are. Uh, totally. And I'm glad she said that. And that's important to say. She didn't shy away from the fact that she wants to take in more Syrian refugees. Good. It's uh, a terrible situation there. And we talked about it, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the number of people that Germany's taken in, Canada, yes. places in Europe. Um, we're doing nowhere near our part. And I like that she's acknowledged that. But we will have vetting that is as... We already have vetting, by the mm -hmm. way. It's like an 18-step. It goes through Homeland Security. It goes through the FBI. It goes through, the, it goes through all these different places. You People can never vet too much. No, that's true. That's what, uh, I don't know, a famous vet. Tough as it needs <laughs> to be from our professionals. The answer was John McCain. No, I, was, I meant like vet, like, you know, oh, my dog's foot is hurt. Oh, I thought you meant vet as like I know. Uh, Two uh, different meanings. Yeah. Our intelligence uh, experts and others. But it is important for us as a uh, policy, you know, not to say, as Donald has said, we're going to ban people based on a religion. How do you do that? We are a country. <laughs> it's a good question. How do you do that? Religious test. Yeah. How? What, you make what, them take it. Yeah. Here's one. Ask me what religion I am. You have to write it down, though. Just, just ask me. What do you, what do you want the answer to be? Christianity. Okay, That's, ask me what religion I am. What religion are you? Christian. Oh, good job. Pick a different one. Okay. What other religion might you want me to be? Uh, Buddhist. Okay, ask me what religion I am. What religion are you? Buddhist. The religious test is not going to work. You just lie. No, you got to answer the questions. Like, how many days did uh, how many days after Christ died did he raise? Like, there's there's three. questions. Yes, it's three. Yes. Yeah. Founded <laughs> on religious freedom and liberty. How do we? do what he has advocated without causing great distress within our own country. Are we going to have religious tests when people fly into our country? And <laughs> Probably right into the towers. No, uh, no, no. Donald. No, 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 no. No, the answer is they have to take the test before they get on the airplane. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. How do we expect to be able to implement those? So I thought that what he said was extremely unwise and even dangerous and indeed you can look at the propaganda on a lot of the terrorist sites and what Donald Trump says about Muslims is used to recruit fighters because they want to create a war between us and the final thing I would say this is the 10th or 12th time that he's denied being for the war in Iraq we have it on tape the entire press corps has looked at it. It's been debunked, but it never stops him from saying whatever he wants has to say. It has not been debunked. So. No, motherfucker. It has been debunked. It they has the been debunked. I gotta, say, the I gotta say this. This is what I wrote down. First of all, I like this Hillary Clinton. This is a good version of Hillary Clinton. Okay. I, I don't... It's good. I gotta say this. It wasn't until this debate, this very moment that I'm typing this, that I actually started to dislike, like physically feel anger, physically dislike Donald Trump. He's a can't-win argument person. He'll just keep saying nonsense and lies and will never concede a point. He's not an intellectual. To put it in the simplest terms, it's irritating to watch. Trump keep... Well, good. He's a black hole. 
He is. He just he will suck the energy and the fucking life out of you, and all facts and information go into does not fall matter. into his orbit does and not die matter. there. Yeah, Trump keeps bringing up Bernie Sanders, grasping at the idea that people who supported Bernie will somehow vote for him. No, no one who really understood what Bernie ran on could ever vote for Donald Trump. There's just no comparison. Question about Hillary's paid speeches. Uh, I think she gives a good answer. She pivots into WikiLeaks Russia and Trump's taxes. Now, again, when I say good answer, do I mean, is this, you know, I'm talking in terms of like media coverage in terms of the debate itself. Mm-hmm. Questions that generated millions of votes. This question involves WikiLeaks release of purported excerpts of Secretary Clinton's paid speeches, which she has refused to release. And one line in particular in which you, Secretary Clinton, purportedly say you need both a public and private position on certain issues. Which we did here. Yeah, and this is because I brought up this point while we were talking about that, and you'll hear how Trump tries to go after, but he's clearly wrong. So, two from Virginia asks, is it okay for politicians to be two-faced? Is it well, okay? for also, hey, guy from Virginia, shut up. Is it okay? Is it okay for them to be two I don't know, maybe maybe not. But do you think they're not? Do you think that politicians say to you on television? exactly what they say to each other behind closed doors. Like what kind of fictional world do these people live in where they think that politicians don't have other, you know, they, that they get more specific about certain things that they talk about with their, their cohorts. Um, Are you crazy? I talk to you, Joey, more specifically about things when we're not on the microphone, right? Yes. I mean, that we have does more happen. Di- yeah. However, I so, do. Okay. But does that, am I two faced? No. However, I do disagree with one thing, though. I'm pretty sure what Bernie Sanders said on that microphone is the same way he acts in person. Yeah. So, uh, so yes. besides him, yes, yes Ber- I fail. Yeah, Bernie's a rare exception, right? Yes. Absolutely. But but it, there's definitely shit that Bernie says behind closed doors. You know, where he's gonna t- he probably curses. I bet. I guarantee Bernie's l- just laced with curses. <laughs> Guaranteed. Fucking. Uh, all right. Here we go acceptable for a politician to have a private stance on issues secretary clinton we need a fucking 15 dollar minimum wage that piece of shit donald trump <laughs> well your two minutes right as as i recall that was uh, something i said about abraham lincoln uh after having seen the wonderful steven spielberg movie called lincoln it was a master class watching President Lincoln get the Congress to approve the 13th Amendment. It was principled and it was strategic. And I was making the point that it is hard sometimes to get the Congress to do what you want to do, and you have to keep working at it. And yes, President Lincoln was trying to convince some people he used some arguments convincing other people he used other arguments that uh was a great uh, uh i thought a great uh, display of presidential leadership okay that that's true mm-hmm. true ding true oh i'm sorry joey I, you texted me before you wanted the soundboard yes, i was I just thinking i wanted like a correct sound but okay i didn't set it up go, it's all right go fuck yourself uh, but <laughs> what but the important thing about here is listen uh, i i'm assuming you're gonna have the black holes response 
Uh, well, I have. Yeah, I mean, I skip ahead like a minute, and then I oh, said, okay. "Listen to this fucking ramble." So yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah, probably what it is. Play that. Listen to this fucking ramble. It ends with Trump saying he'll release the taxes when his audit is done, which is again nonsense. Everyone has told him he can release them now. No one even bothers to point this out. Why bother? Just came out, and she lied. Now she's blaming the lie on the late great Abraham Lincoln. That's one that I haven't. But meanwhile, true. Because the excerpt from the, the leaked document is that that is what she's talking about. That is exactly what she's talking yes, about. Yes, but he's a black hole. Yeah. So everything gets lost. It's true. Yes. Okay, honest Abe. Honest Abe never lied. That's the good thing. That's the big difference between Abraham Lincoln and you. That's a big, big difference. We're this is like he's doing an open mic. You know what I mean? That's really yes. what it reminds me of. He's just riffing now. Talking about some difference. But. As far as other elements of what she was saying, I don't know, Putin. I think it would be great if we got along with Russia because uh, we could fight ISIS together Russia. as an example. But I don't know, Putin. But I notice anytime anything wrong happens, they like to say the Russians, the Russians. She doesn't know if it's the Russians doing the hacking. Maybe there is no hacking. What? What do you mean there is no hacking? There is, there is something's happening. There's leaks. There's something going on. What do you mean there isn't any? But they always blame Russia. And the reason they blame Russia is because they think they're trying to tarnish me with Russia. I know nothing about Russia. That's the truest thing he said throughout <laughs> the entire campaign. I literally know nothing about it. <laughs> no, nope, he's got to correct it. Hold on. Wait for it. Go play. No, I know about Russia. But yeah, I know yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing about the He realizes he misspoke, <laughs> yeah. and he has to quickly fix that. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> oh damn it. I don't deal there. I have no businesses. I have no loans from Russia. I have a very, very Russia. great balance sheet. So great that when I did the old post office on Pennsylvania Avenue, the United States government, because of my balance sheet, which they actually know very well, chose me to do the old post office between the White House and Congress, chose me to do the old post office. One of the primary things, in fact, perhaps the primary thing. Okay. <laughs> just keeps, <laughs> it just keeps going. The question under him is, uh, is it okay for politicians to be two-faced? He's like, the primary thing, well, actually, post office, ref shit. Post office. What are you saying? Well, shut the fuck up, God. I couldn't believe some of this. This is just insane. Mr. Trump, let me repeat the question. What would you do about Syria? This answer, this whole thing, is why he can't be president. Not that he wants to grab women by the pussy because he's a star. That's another thing entirely. This is everything you need to know about Trump's lack of knowledge about the world and foreign policy. This moderator did a really solid job throughout the debate. Okay, so, so there you go. I gave a little uh, little credit to the moderators. Let's get to this clip. Here we go. This is what's damning about it. Yes. Not the pussy thing. Iran is killing ISIS. And those three have now lined up because of our weak foreign policy. Mr. Trump. Let me repeat the question. If you were president, what would you do about Syria and the humanitarian crisis in Aleppo? And I want to remind you what your running mate said. He said, provocations by Russia need to be met with American strength and that if Russia continues to be involved in airstrikes along with the Syrian government forces of Assad, the United States of America should be prepared to use military force to strike the military targets of the Assad regime. Okay. He and I then be fighting. Oh, uh, Joe, you fucking, come on. Sorry. We just suffered through that for this answer, and then you talk through it. United States of America. Yeah, it is fighting words. It's always fighting words. They always want to start a war, and I think she might do the same. Although, I got to be honest, I'm really just saying it's kind of unfair because she has said repeatedly she's not going to put troops on the ground. 
And from these leaked emails, it seems like she's going to try to do more of a covert thing, which Mm -hmm. could mean drones, whatever. There's implications with that, too. But to her credit, she hasn't said that she's going to put anybody on the ground, although I do believe we'll be at war at some point. Should be prepared to use military force to strike the military targets of the Assad regime. Okay. He and I haven't spoken, and I disagree. (laughs) That's his vice presidential (laughs) pick. I don't talk to him. I don't we know. haven't spoken. Yeah. What? What do you mean? Not at all? Oh, why? Is he embarrassed by your locker room talk? Oh, I've been meaning right. to ask you, and I'm like two hours late on this. Please. So when a vice presidential candidate cancels all his events, <laughs> does that mean he's not running anymore? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of means he's like, ah, okay, well, this isn't going to rub off on me. I'm not getting involved with this. So that's him just con- like conceding, I yeah, guess? Well, it was over on Friday when this came out, of course, but... You know, here's the other thing. It's funny that all these, you know, it's it tells you a lot about the state of the Republican Party because there's supposedly this fiscally conservative, um, you know, rational, business-oriented party. But really, the only thing that actually got people to go against Trump was a social issue. Yes. Um, you know, or whatever, a moral, whatever you want to call it. Him saying that he would grab people by the pussy when they were like, <gasps> it offended their, you know, their their sense of morality. That's that bothered yeah, the fact that he wants to you know lock all these muslims up and throw mexicans out and we don't care about this person and fuck them and all that no none of that bothered him but this is what really bothered him so i think it says a lot about the state of the the party and why they're in such disarray at this point but yes when pence is not getting involved yeah he's basically like oh you're on your own fuckhead he should have just dropped it if he really wanted to impress me he should have just been like i'm done i'm not doing this nope pick somebody else sorry take ivanka it doesn't matter I'm out because they're already, you know, a lot of people on the right are saying that they want him to be the nominee in 2020, yes. which I tweeted about this over the weekend. Innocuous tweet, really. I just said, you know, Republicans are all of a sudden, you know, jumping off the Trump bandwagon, but they're throwing their support behind Pence now and in 2020, which is insane. He's a religious extremist, something to that extent. Got like 100, 100 retweets, 100 favorites. I don't know what happened, why that blew up, but that's huh. the truth, though. I mean, it's insane to jump behind a, a guy who is just so extremely religious see see i i'm thinking that pence did himself a disservice to be associated with trump now and then try to go for it at 2020 it just doesn't seem to be the right move to me i mean there is no right this is a disaster he's the party's in shambles it's been happening for years we've seen it happen when the only opposition when the only thing they could do was be opposition they, that means they have no actual positions of their own. It just means that everything Obama does, they're going to go, nope. So that's where the party was. You end up with this guy because he just comes out of nowhere. He seems like somebody that is going to do what the the base of the party, the deplorables want. He's going and, against the rig system. Yeah, but that's, okay, well, whatever. But that's what he said. But my point being, the party's already in shambles yeah. before he got there. He's he's the uh, He's the tumor. But the cancer was already there. You know what I mean? It's like he's just he's the thing you see. He's the problem. But it's it's been there for a long time. Let's finish up with this. This is him talking about Syria. I think it's important to listen to this stuff. Disagree. You disagree I with think your we running have to man. knock out ISIS. Right now, Syria is fighting ISIS. We have people. Mm. Oh, oh, right off the bat, that's not strictly true. I mean, Syria is fighting rebels that are trying. You know, like the Assad. Assad is trying to stay in power. And he's fighting a, a coalition of, of Kurds, of different groups. This is not, that's not strictly the case. Okay. 
people that want to fight both at the same time. But Syria is no longer Syria. Syria is Russia, and it's Iran, who she made strong, and Kerry and Obama made into a very powerful nation and a very rich nation very, very quickly, very, very quickly. I believe we have to get ISIS. We have to worry about ISIS before we can get too much more involved. She had a chance to do something with Syria. They had a chance. And that was the line. What do you think and will happen didn't. if Aleppo falls? I think Aleppo is a disaster, humanitarian What do you think will happen if it falls? Uh, I think that it basically has fallen, okay? It basically has fallen. Let me tell you. All right. Uh, kind of true, but that essentially is like, there's nothing we can do about Aleppo. All these people are going to get murdered. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to do. Okay, but fine. I'll tell you something. You take a look at Mosul. The biggest problem I Mosul's have. Mosul's in Iraq. Not Syria. Have with the stupidity of our foreign policy. We have Mosul. They think a lot of the ISIS leaders are in Mosul. So we have announcements coming out of Washington and coming out of Iraq. We will be attacking Mosul in three weeks or four weeks. Well, all of these bad leaders from ISIS are leaving Mosul. Why can't they do it quietly? Why can't they do the attack, make it a sneak attack, and after the attack is made, inform the American public that we've knocked out the leaders, we've had a tremendous success. Because that's illegal to a certain extent, right? I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about covert things, but it's not involving troops and different... Like, you have to, at a certain point, say what we're doing. This is democracy. You can't just decide. On top of that, it's it's crazy. This is the guy that, that's arguing for quiet and, like, don't just say everything. Like, keep some things private. He's not the guy for that. People leave. Why do they have to say, we're going to be attacking Mosul within the next four to six weeks, which is what they're saying. How stupid is our country? There are sometimes reasons the military does that. I, Psychological warfare. I can't warfare. think of any. I can't think of any. <laughs> it might be to help get General civilians Flynn, out. And we have, look, I have two. I like that she even tried to give him the answer. Yes, yes, yes. And he was like, no. Generals and admirals who endorsed me. I have 21 Congressional Medal of Honor recipients who endorsed me. We talk about it all the time. They understand. Why can't they do something secretively where they go in and they knock out the leadership? How, why we would they do that? Like they, we are doing that. There's reports all the time about people getting killed in ISIS all the time. I, I mean, it's a it, black hole. I know we got four clips left after this. Okay. They're good. They're quick though. People stay there. I've been reading now Tell for weeks. Tell me what your Russia. strategy is. Now for weeks about Mosul. He doesn't have one. That it's no. the harbor of where, you know, between Raqqa and Mosul. This is where they think the ISIS leaders are. Why would they be saying, they're not staying there anymore. They're gone. <laughs> he acts like they can just go to another place. Like, they only have safe haven in certain areas, dude. They can't just disappear and go to, like, Florida. They have to stay where they are. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's this lack of, of understanding of even what is going on there. There's a reason why those are called ISIS strongholds because they have to maintain a grip on those places. <laughs> Otherwise, they have nowhere to go. They're trying to establish a caliphate. They can't do that if they don't hold certain territory. They can't just leave that territory. Otherwise, they've left that territory. They can't get it back. What are you, nuts? Because everybody's talking about how Iraq which is us with our leadership goes in. What is he saying? This is like a Sarah Palin answer. Just, just, just let him say it. To fight Mosul. Now, with these 200 admirals and generals, they can't believe it. All I say is this. General George Patton, General Douglas MacArthur are spinning in their grave at the stupidity 
of what we're doing in the Middle East. I mean, there's some really dumb people in the middle of the country just sitting on their couch being like, that is that a f- right. fucking, they're just, ugh. They love they're it. twirling in their graves. They're <laughs> always twirling in their graves. Spinning, twirling, never ending. Hillary says she wouldn't use American military troops on the ground in Syria to, quote, hold territory, not a, quote, smart strategy. Okay, we'll see. That's a good thing to say. She would potentially arm the Kurds, which is not necessarily a terrible idea either. Ugh. No, it's not. It's not a terrible idea. You'd have to vet them, obviously, more carefully. And, of course, there's problems with arming rebels. But, okay, that's not, it's not the worst idea. Well, except uh, arming Kurds always gets a little contentious in the Middle East. Of course, but the, but the Kurds are the most secular religious group they're more democratic women you mean more controllable they're more western yes they're more pro-western okay so if you're gonna arm somebody arm Arm at least a group that might be in favor of things that we're gonna do yeah yes it it would just cause tension with uh, with iraq turkey yeah there's no tension there now (laughs) you know what i mean it's like at a certain point if you're gonna do something like i'm not saying you have to 100 percent do that but there's problems already. Maybe yeah. we start a, like a rent-a-gun thing where we rent them the guns and then take them back. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Uh, here's a clip. Uh-huh. Shut up, Trump, I wrote. It's because she actually answered the questions and then this guy asking the question next, come on, dude, what am I even saying here? Hold on. All right, here we go. Really, it's really very interesting. We've got a question over here from uh, James Carter. Mr. Carter? Ah, oh, come on, dude. My question is... Uh, Do you believe you can be a devoted president to all the people in the United States? Are you kidding me, dude? Absolutely. (laughs) Beyond a shadow of a doubt. It took him 15 minutes to ask that question. It's just like, do you think you can do this for people here? Like, are you? That is not... uh, Hillary on deplorables. I thought this was a good answer, too. We've got two, oh, one clip after this. Be for every American. Secretary Clinton, your two minutes is up. I want to follow up on something that Donald Trump actually said to you, uh, a comment you made last month. You said that half of Donald Trump's supporters are, quote, deplorables, racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. You later said you regretted saying half. You didn't express regret for using the term deplorables. To Mr. Carter's question, how can you unite a country if you've written off tens of millions of Americans? Well, within hours, I I said that I was sorry about the way I I, um, talked about that because my argument is not with his supporters. It's with him and with the hateful and divisive campaign that he has run. All right, and she keeps going, but okay, good answer. Right, good pivot. Uh, Oh, this is an important one. This is like a two... Okay, I was lying. We have a couple of clips. That's fine. Supreme Court choices. This is a good audience question, which I think might be the first one we've had the entire debate. Uh... Kind of, it's like weird phrasing, but let's listen to it. Here we go. This is about the Supreme Court. Now, again, this is an hour in. It's like to get to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Climate change is the last question. Like, are you... F- so So the debate is an hour and a half, and it's a good 60 minutes in before we even touch upon a real issue. Well, it was 40 minutes before we even got to Syria, yeah. Yeah. Miller has a question for both candidates. Um, good evening. Perhaps the most important aspect of this election is the Supreme Court justice. What would you prioritize as the most important aspect of selecting a Supreme Court justice? We begin with your two minutes, Secretary Clinton. Thank you. Well, you're right. This is one of the most important uh, issues in this election. Um, 
I want to uh, appoint Supreme Court justices who understand the way the world really works. Oh, uh, maybe unlike Ruth Bader Ginsburg, hmm. who doesn't understand the way the world works. I love how things tie together on our show sometimes, Joey. Are you on Facebook right now? Because if you are, this is the last episode we're doing. Who have real life experience who have not just been in a big law firm and maybe clerked for a judge and then gotten on the bench, but you know maybe they tried some more cases. They actually understand what people are up against because I think the current court has gone in the wrong direction. And so I would want to see uh, the Supreme Court uh, reverse Citizens United and get dark, unaccountable money out of our politics. Donald doesn't agree with that. I would like the Supreme Court to understand that voting rights are still a big problem in many parts of our country, that we don't always do everything we can to make it possible for people of color and older people and young people to be able to exercise their franchise. I want a Supreme Court that will stick with Roe v. Wade and a woman's right to choose, and I want a Supreme Court that will stick with marriage equality. Now, Donald has put forth the names of some people that he would consider. And among the ones that he has suggested are people who would reverse Roe v. Wade and reverse marriage equality. I think that would be a terrible mistake and would take us backwards. I want a Supreme Court that doesn't always side with corporate interests. I want a Supreme Court that understands because you're wealthy and you can give more money to something doesn't mean you have any more rights or should have any more rights than anybody else. So I have very clear views about what I want to see to to change the balance on the Supreme Court. And I regret deeply that the Senate has not done its job and they have not permitted a vote on the person that President Obama, a highly qualified person, they've not given him a vote to be able to have the full complement of nine Supreme Court justices. I think that was a dereliction of duty. Uh, I hope that they will see their way to doing it, but if I am uh, so fortunate enough as to be president, I will immediately uh, move to make sure that we fill that. We have nine Thank justices you, Secretary and they Clinton. Get to work on behalf of our people. Thank you. You're out of time, Mr. Trump. Justice Scalia, great judge, died recently, and we have a vacancy. I am looking to appoint judges very much in the mold of Justice Scalia. Okay, that's all, all right. So that's all we have to hear from Trump on that. That's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, Trump says he'll have $100 million invested into his own campaign by the end of this. That's false. We know that's false. Um, the final question of the debate is about energy policy. So related to climate change, it's an afterthought. This problem will kill us all. Also, this guy's question has no possible answer. How can we do everything with no negative consequences at all? So I want to I play this clip. Uh, here we go. Because this is a, a super critical issue. Energy policy. Ken? Oh, this is Ken Bone. This is the guy that got like famous on Twitter or whatever. The guy with the red sweater. He's like this weirdo guy. Yeah, I I, I saw that, but I... I don't care. I couldn't figure it out what they were talking He's about. He's just a guy. He's just a weird guy. What steps will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers? Mr. Trump, too many. Absolutely. I think it's such a great question because... Energy is under siege by the Obama administration, under absolute That, that question's insane, by the way. Like, how can you do everything? How can you get renewable energy, but also make sure that coal people keep their job? You can't. That's not possible. So that's a crazy question to ask. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, is killing these energy companies. 
and foreign companies are now coming in buying our buying so many of our different plants and Pause then it for a rejiggering second. the plant if the tax code was correct yeah the government could subsidize the co-workers and pay them money not to farm coal well yeah you just you should just pay for them to get trained and doing something else that's that's it yeah and so that they right. can take care of their oil we are killing absolutely killing our energy business in this country now i'm all for alternative forms of energy including wind including solar etc but we need much more than wind and solar nuclear and right. you look right. at our miners hillary clinton wants to put all the miners out of business there is a thing called clean coal no coal no last for a thousand years in this country now we have natural gas and so many other things because of technology we have unbelievable we have found over the last seven years we have found tremendous wealth right under our feet so good especially when you have 20 trillion in debt okay so again just recycled you know for somebody that's supposed to be this outsider he sure sounds like somebody that's inside and uh says exactly the same shit that you hear from a lot of other republicans but all right the final thing here we go i, I just wrote this guy can go screw i hate this person i don't know what i don't know what this is from carl becker good evening my question to both of you is regardless of the current rhetoric would either of you name one positive thing that you respect in one another? Oh, no. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Thanks, guys. Softball. Oh, good. I'm glad we got to this. Okay, let's end on a high note. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me. I'll get to here. Trump's answer. Hillary says she likes his kids. She thinks they're nice. Oh, okay. Now this this one's funny because Trump's answer just goes back on like what I talked about before, where I was like, remember when Hillary was like dying, and mm -hmm. you know that was all we talked about. Now listen to his answer. That completely contradicts all of that. Well, I consider her statement about my children to be a very nice compliment. I don't know if it was meant to be a compliment, but it what is. What was it meant to be? What? It, it was meant to be a compliment. The, the guy just asked them to name one thing that you like about the other individual. Yeah. So in most cases, it's supposed to be a compliment, but you know Donald Trump is going to throw a backhanded comment. So here we go. He doesn't actually, but, this is, but here we go. I'm very proud of my children. And uh, they've done a wonderful job, and they've been wonderful, wonderful kids. So uh, I consider that a compliment. Uh, I will say this about Hillary. She doesn't quit. She doesn't give up. I respect that. I tell it like it is. She's a fighter. I disagree with much of what she's fighting for. I do disagree with her judgment in many cases. But she does fight hard, and she doesn't quit, and she doesn't give up. And I consider that to be a very good trait. <laughs> Except a couple of weeks ago, he was like, she's going to die. <laughs> she doesn't have the stamina. Now she fights. She never gives up. Is yep. that unbelievable? He says whatever he needs to at that moment. Yes. That's it. Just... Nothing in the past matters. Nothing in the future matters. He is only speaking at that moment. He's a real like guru this guy he just is always he's here he's living be, in the moment be here now yeah be here now that's donald trump donald trump is my my spiritual god all right joey that's what i got uh good episode man i think we we did it uh, justice today we talked about a lot of good stuff um thank you joey first of all let me thank you buddy for doing 100 Aww. episodes with me i love having you here it's great well, thank you i uh, wouldn't do it with anybody else 
and we're going to keep doing it together. So yes. that's great. And we want to thank all the fans for giving us their amazing support. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, listeners, you know, fans, we are. But well, I get your point. Yes, thank you to the Samsonites, uh, the nobodies. Uh, we love that you guys have gotten on board with this thing. We we really appreciate all the feedback, all the positive words, um, you know, just the conversation, everything. It's, we really love doing the show. We're going to keep doing the show. Hopefully it keeps growing and uh, it'll just get better as, as time goes on. You guys can go to iTunes. You can look up the Mandatory Samson Podcast. You can subscribe to us on there. You can rate, review. That helps us go up the charts. You can also go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can listen to the full archive of episodes that we've done. All 100 episodes will be there. You can leave a comment on the episodes themselves, and we respond to those. Uh, and We appreciate having that conversation with you guys. You can also find us on all social media platforms. I'm at Samp everywhere and joey's at joey from jersey jersey of course is spelled with the z I want to thank matt for being here helping out uh doing some research writing down titles we really appreciate it man thank you and uh listen we're gonna be back for episode 101, 101. next week i think the president i think there's a debate on wednesday i'm gonna try to watch it um it might not be as detailed it's notes the as last I did. One. I know. I'm gonna obviously watch it and try to take some notes on it so stick around we'll have other stuff that we'll talk about but we'll probably have uh, debate coverage as well. We love you guys. It's been a fun ride so far. And here's to 100 more Mandatory Samson podcasts. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah.